Welcome to another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne and Cousin Todd. Founding member of the ADHD Rocks Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition, another episode of It's Not About You podcast with myself, Mr. Jamal Harrington. With me, as always, is uh, the 206 Geek Cousin Todd. Yes, uh, we yes. are brought to you live from Brooklyn, New York and Renton, Washington. And today we have a very, very, very special guest. I am very proud to say he is our very first wrestler, active wrestler uh, with us. Uh, and he's hailing from Orlando. Please give it up for the very funny Marquise Carter. Mark, how- and that's the pipe down noise to make me feel more important than I really am. Oh, there we go. And that's, we got do you, a whole thing. Got you covered. Hour here. Got you covered, bro. How are you, man? It's been a long, long time since we've very, seen you. Very, very, very long time. Yeah, when I got the message, I was like, wow, this, this took me back like years. years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> almost, almost a decade, almost 10 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you, so for my audience here, you are a wrestler, but mm-hmm. before you took a stab at stand up comedy. Um, now, I remember, wh- I remember when you left. Mm-hmm. I, I thought you left to pursue comedy, but I remember, you know, we're, we're Facebook friends, so I keep up with, you know, all the shenanigans that we all do. And mm-hmm. I noticed that, you know, you've been hitting the gym, you've been in the wrestling circuit. Um, I am very interested in hearing what made you transition from doing stand-up comedy in Seattle and not only chasing, but achieving. You are achieving your dream. Achieving. Living it. You are you are <laughs> achieving. Because let me tell you something. From the last time I see saw you to now, I'm like, this dude is hitting the gym. This dude is yeah. inspiring me. I mean, you your whole body has transformed. So yeah. take our audience to the transition and what made you decide to switch careers. God, like I still show people, I have that picture to this day. It was the January that I left and I'll, I'll send it to you. So that way, if you want to upload it and uh, and share it to help yeah. uh, promote this and kind of do like a side by side, I'll send you. Oh yeah, please. I'll send you my most recent one and I'll send you from that, from literally the January that I left in 2016. Um, so yeah, that was that seven years, seven year journey. Um, man, actually, believe it or not, it started with, us because of stand up comedy. Um, my wrestling career did. Um, I know you remember, uh, Aaron Kirby. Um, he yeah. had, he was hosting a, um, a wrestling show up in, um, up in, uh, what was that? Uh, what was the heart? Uh, Corazon, El Corazon. El Corazon. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Project 42 was the name of the, of the, of the game. And then there was a, another comic, rising comic that came in around the time. We were um, Ethan HD, yeah, Ethan DS. Um, he's, another, he's, a, he's another professional wrestler that wanted to start dipping into comedy a little bit. Um, so we kind of, you know, and they, he kind of told us about the show. And um, Aaron got a chance to um, host the show, like MC the show. Um, and we went on like his plus ones, you know, because we were wrestling fans. We never heard of, of local wrestling before. Like that was crazy. Like what's all we knew was like what we saw on like WWE or on TV and stuff like that. So local wrestling would have been insane. And um, we did go there. And I know I'm your first wrestling, but if there's any wrestling fans out there, they know this name is Darby Allen, especially if you're in Seattle area. 
Um, he's the newest kid to come out of that area in terms of big names in professional wrestling. Um, that was one of his earlier shows um, at that time. And he was on that show. And I had a, I specifically had a conversation with him um, about getting into wrestling because that was kind of what I was watching. I was like, man, like, not, not sizing him up or anything like that, but like, man, this is cool. <laughs> like, you know, like, man, I could... I could do that, you know, because at the time I was basically his size. I, was, I really wasn't sizing him up, anything like that. Like, I was just like, oh, okay, like, man, that's, that's all. And he was like, yeah, dude, you can do it. Just go do it. He was, he was real helpful in, like, telling me about it. And um, I was actually going to start training up there with my boy Shelby. Um, but I had a conversation with my family, and it was like, well, come down to Florida, because that's my my family lives down in this area, in Daytona Beach area. And I was like, well, come down here. Um, you can go to school, you can kind of, you know, you kind of hang out here, you know, with us, yada, yada, yada. And you can kind of like start that dream or whatever. So that's how I oh, ended up out there. That's I great. I did one comedy show in Orlando, bombed, and was like, yep, this is done with that. <laughs> and <laughs> went to, uh, just went to training, wrestling, wrestling training one day. And it's been a hell of a ride since then, like you said. Is there a like a, a wrestling facility in Orlando? Uh, yeah, like there's a bunch of them. There's there's schools. There's yeah. schools, and like I said, I was going to go out there. There's schools all over yeah. the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, one of the best, one of the top schools out there. To give a cheap plug with the uh, Buddy Wayne Academy, um, was 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 pumping you know tremendous talent out of the Northwest area. Um, and there's plenty of trainers and plenty of schools that are still out there that are still shining. Um. Ultimately, I just went out there last year um, and met up with a few people, um, you know, in that wrestling scene, just getting to know that scene. And, and they're thriving just as beautiful as it is down here in Florida. Um, so, yeah, there's not like a specific place. Long story to circle all that back. There's yeah. no specific place. But there's it's like it's almost like MMA gyms, but with a little more prestige. Now, yeah. you can I. I mean, I called you champ before, you know, mm -hmm. we, we recorded. You are you are a tag team champion, right? Is that no, I'm a – well, I don't do tag team anymore, so I'm singles. So I have two of two different uh, promotions right now. Okay, but you didn't you once – I mean, I thought I saw you once hold a tag team. I was team. once in a tag team, yes. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. yes. So yeah. you're, I was you're, in a tag team once. Um, he actually got signed. Um, he's, he's currently working for WWE right now. Um – so that's why I'm basically doing a singles thing. And I told people, like, that's my tag partner. Like, I'll never tag with anybody else. Like, that's my guy. That's my dude. Like, so I'll rather just do it. Just the singles are out. Rather, you know, while he goes and does off what he's doing, what he's doing. So. Okay. So here's, I think here's the question that if mm -hmm. all our wrestling fans are probably wondering, including myself. WWE. Or the other brand. The new or AEW. I'll say the name because I ain't talking about no, 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 so AEW. AEW. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I will. Uh, if they, whoever if they pays put... the most, that's that's it. That's the answer. Oh, so whoever money pays is the, the factor. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, a good livelihood is the factor because if I'm going to, because here's the thing, I love what I do right now. I love this. So if I have to give that up, it's got to be to the highest bidder. Fair. No, no, that's fair because you put yeah. your body in. Mm -hmm. You know, well, even just then, just because at this point you got to think, I'm giving up my liberty. I'm giving. It's basically like because you got. I don't know if you remember, but I was in the military, 
So it'll oh, just yeah. be like that all over again. I've already been through, I've been down that road where I didn't have an identity, where I didn't have a say-so, where I didn't have creativity, where everything was, you know, I was told to look a certain way, to dress a certain way, to act a certain way. And when you work for those companies, that's the same guidelines that you got to follow. I mean, they don't they don't tell you all of that, but that's basically, you know, because it's a it's a it's a company, it's a business, just like how you go to work. And that business has, you know, specific guidelines and stuff. You know, you go to Waffle House, they got uniforms and stuff that they have to wear. You know, like you go to a Fortune 100 company, they're not even allowed to have some of these hairstyles. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like every every company has its own individual rules. So it's not like, you know, it's a it's an oppressive system. It's just the independent scene has blown up in the last like 20, 30 years that there's cats out here making millions on the road. Yeah. Easy. They're making more than if WWE would hire them for their quote unquote value. So it's just like at that point, you're just doing it just to get on TV. And yeah. You know, so I was like, if that's your lifelong dream, just to be a TV star, or get on TV, then hell yeah, then go for any of them. But if you love this shit, like if you love like the wrestling aspect of it, which I do, I love the, I love the, I love, I love the having to go to the gym to keep up my, you know, my physique a certain way, have because that keeps me on my diet, like the discipline, like I, that regiment, but I still have all that freedom and liberty to like cheat on my meals or not go to the gym and <laughs> stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like if I want to take the month off, I can, but. If I'm signed with those guys, I can't. Like, it's a you got to stay within yeah. those guidelines. And you got to fight tomorrow. No, you know, like you got to fight when they say so and all that. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge. I watch the WWE mm. um, r- religiously. It's been a while since I'm. I'm so behind now. But yeah. And it's there's a lot involved. Like we watch it, you know, to escape. I mean, as an escape. I love watching it. I have my favorite wrestlers and whatnot, and I and I cheer. And I even go, you know, I take my little cousins to the pay per view events sometimes, mm-hmm. and we. It, it's fascinating, you know. It's it's. I, I love it. I now let me ask you this: Whenever people tell you, well, you know, it's fake or the 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 matches are, are predetermined, like how do how does a wrestler such as just so how do you respond to that it's it's 2023 the the the, the secret's been revealed like it's nothing <laughs> right out of time. like it's it's okay like it's okay we can talk about it like i don't i don't understand why people still stress that and i think oh. um i think that's why it's starting to circle the wagon back to being mainstream because people are now just understanding what it actually is and it's just a live performance man it's no more no it's like a stunt show than a right live performance it's a show it's no different than Barnum and Bailey. It's no different than it's, Disney on Ice. It's no different than when you go to a movie and you sit there and watch Keanu Reeves flip down a freaking escalator and do fifty million backflips. You gonna go and see him in real life? You think he's gonna be doing that stuff? No, <laughs> no, hell no. You know what I mean? But you'll go in there and give John Wick. You know, you'll go there and argue John Wick is the greatest shooter of all time. Right. Yeah. But it's not real. You don't ever hear nobody say, no, no, this dude is the greatest shooter of all time because John Wick is not a real person. Yeah, like, right. You don't yeah. ever hear anybody say stupid stuff right. like that. You know, you know that's, what a, I mean? that's a very good answer because it's just like, I, you know, I here in New York, we have a lot of comedians that are big time wrestling fans. I mean, mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. And, and which is fine, you know what I'm saying? But I always, you know, there's always that one person that's just like, why are you guys arguing over something that's real? And it's almost like, well, a number one, it's a 
it's a hobby. It's an interest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, again, just like how whenever we say this movie, we, you know, mm-hmm. is better than this movie. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, what's the difference? They're both designed for entertainment, you know, taking you out of your own reality, you know? And let me tell you something. When I watch these wrestlers, whether it's live, whether it's, I am amazed. They're mm-hmm. doing, I mean, and I'm semi-athletic. I can't do half the stuff you guys do. You know, the 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 the, the frog splashes, I'll crack my ribs trying to and, do that. And, and that's what I, and, and I think that is what up the level of realism is because we've had to defend it for so long that it just got to the point where we just have to do real stuff. Like, like the stuff, like, obviously, like, in the 60s and 70s, you watch a lot of that stuff, a lot of the punches were pulled, a lot of the slams were carries, you know what I mean? Like, you, you see a lot of that stuff then. But you watch a lot of this stuff now, especially on the road. Like, it, we ain't got time for that. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's dog-eat-dog. It's, we're climbing that ladder, so... Yeah. If you just so happen to break your ankle on the way up, I'm sorry. Like, well, I'll, I'll donate to your GoFundMe, but I'm still going to get this spot. Like, that's just how it is. See, I, 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 I was a fan of wrestling back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. And then I started watching it a, lo- a little bit again in the last few years. But I don't watch it all the time. But I've always thought of it as like, like a, a stuntman show like you'd see at Universal Studios where the guys are, they're not really pulling punches, but they're they're doing punches in a way that the other person the doesn't get punches. seriously hurt. Yeah. Their stuff is okay. fake. Now, you want to talk about fake? That's fake. The the Because I'm down, you got to think I'm down here in Orlando, so everybody says that. Oh, my God, you understand how many times I hear that comparison. Oh, it's just like the, the dinner shows. It's just like the pirate shows. It's just like the, it's like, no. It's not. Oh, it's nothing like that. I thought it was just like a stunt show where there's stuntmen that are doing a fight and they're for sure, for choreographered. Sure. And, I, I mean, mean, some of the punches that I've seen, and some of this, you know, I mean, they're they're physical. It's very physical. The one thing that say whatever you will about how real or how fake it is. You want to know what's there? The the danger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There is danger. You can still pull a quad. You know, picking up somebody that the wrong way you know what i'm saying and that's what they and that's what i'm assuming uh and correct me if i'm wrong that's what they train you they train you to to body slam to pick up to you know use your legs when you're picking up and not your back if you're trying to pick up andre the giant you're not gonna pick him up with your back you will injure the, the common man will pick him up with his back so obviously yeah. we're gonna train to lift somebody with our legs because we're, we're gonna because the thing is a lot of the times we're asked to do this stuff multiple times like ufc they only have three fights a year four fights a year five fights a year i have five fights in the last two weeks 2019 i did over 200 matches right before everything shut down i was on my way like this oh stuff, like, yeah like, there's a there's a degree to this that like yeah of course like it's gotta i gotta do this but look i'm i'm over here counting while y'all were talking, I was counting all of these little fake punches and hits that I got all over my face. <laughs> and all of these fake bruises and scars that I got all over my face. Well, all these little fake little makeup. I wasn't saying you guys were faking it. I put all over my face for this interview. I wasn't, I wasn't uh, saying you're faking it. I'm saying that these guys no, do, do these I'm, fights. I'm, I'm making fun. You're good. These, you're these good. guys do these fights, but they're, 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 not, they're not just willy-nilly. They, they're planned out, you know. And I and I dig the shit out of wrestling. I just I haven't kept up on who's who and what's what in in several years. I mean, I the most recent wrestling thing I've watched is The Rock's TV show. 
you know. And that's that's great. That's that's just as entertaining as yeah. the stuff that's going on in the ring because they do a lot of storytelling, yeah. you know, in and out of the ring these days too. So I'm so, I'm I mean, actually shocked at how how close the actors look to the actual wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like they they get guys who look they just some, like. They did some strong castings. Yeah, real strong castings. Uh, let me ask you this, Mr. Carter and uh, Marianne. Uh, welcome. You've been here for a little bit. Welcome. Um, we have. We have Thank uh, you for acknowledging me. We have. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're just in this like real intense conversation um, about because uh, you remember uh, Mr. Carter, former comedian in Seattle, moved, became a wrestler, and okay, okay, yeah, that's fast- it's uh fascinated uh and and like i said man when, really, when you I, got out of doing comedy to do wrestling what what was that transition like it's it's about it's the same it's the same grind i, I tell people comedy is what actually prepared me for this because i'm driving three four hours for 50 60 bucks just as much as I, y'all are y'all were wow. is it the same amount hard, of drama you know? <laughs> so it's still the same grind yeah now yeah, you said you said you said in 2019 you did 200 matches. Yeah, yeah, 201. Wow, 201. I yeah. mean, you've wow, you've done more matches than I think I've done comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you've been getting beaten up, and you've been yeah. beating up people. And the heaviest on, thing on, I've been, bro, and the heaviest Wednesday thing, nights, Wednesday <laughs> nights, getting up, you know, driving, doing shows, doing double shows, you know. Go, doing three shows on a Saturday and doing a morning show, an afternoon show, and then a late night show, and then spin the block to come do an early Sunday show and then fly out to go do this show. Like, yeah, it's, and it, it gets there. I, and obviously your body can't handle it because that is a lot. Like, not for nothing, <laughs> the heaviest thing I have to lift or me and Marianne have to hold is a, a microphone. Hey, and- hey, 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 hey. Sometimes I have to pick up my, my big PA speaker by myself. I that, have to you know, pick up my mic, my my remote for my TV. Does that count for something? <laughs> like it's it's I, I and and the thing is like I, I want to say this also because again I follow you on Facebook and every time you post up a picture of you doing something wrestling I'm just like I am I couldn't I wish you were my son because then I could say I was proud of you. But uh, you can still be proud. Come on. I am, <laughs> no, no, but I, I am super proud of you because here's the thing. I'm like, I am waiting and I am waiting for, you know, the Khan family to come down to you or, well, I don't know if the McMahons are going to be running WWE much longer, but I am waiting for them to be like, Mr. Carter, choose your wrestling name. (laughs) Uh, Do you have a wrestling name? I I do. Yeah, it's DMC. DMC? Mm -hmm. That's it. Three letters. Real easy to remember. Why DMC? Uh, well, because I went because my initials is MC, and I initially wanted to be known as the MC, and then I just made it funky. Ah, I see what you did mm-hmm. there, DMC. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I I was looking at your 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 Facebook. Um, I was like DMC. I thought it was like I was like, wait, is this another tag team thing? I thought yeah, you were yeah, like, uh, that was but, how it okay. came about. And then I just threw a fake. Well, I didn't throw a fake name on there. I just had it was just going to be. So when I was going over with my trainer, who was a former guy from um, ECW, he um, we Ooh. were sitting there and we were we were going over like you know the na- that that like what my name was going to be. And when I told him, you know, when I pitched that DMC, he was telling me about a you know a childhood friend of his, uh, his name was Dante. So I was like, okay, cool, I'll, I'll take that. So 
I was going by Dante Marquis Carter for the longest time, but then I think in 2000, I think it was 21, uh, he, that that guy passed. So out of respect, I pulled the name and just now just go by DMC. What's your entrance music? Uh, I'm bad by LL Cool J. Nice. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Good that choice. really gets that's a it's a it's such a catchy song. It's such a catchy beat. It yeah. the bass roars in any building that it plays in, and every every time I go out there, I always see people nodding. It'll be the deadest crowd, but that song always gets people rocking. So I, I've been sticking with that for a Good minute. Good choice then. Um, yeah. let me let me ask you this. Um, spit out your title, like all the titles you've won thus far. Um, there's been. Let's see. I got this uh, right now. I have the, the overall uh, title, the pound for pound title of Division Pro here in Orlando. Nice. I have the Speedway title in Daytona. Um, in Daytona, I've held there every title in Daytona except for one. And that's the heavyweight title. I've held their open weight. Open weight. I worked at the tag belt, and I've held the speedweight title I got now. In division, I've held the main title there, and I've held the middleweight belt. I've held those belts together in total five times in the last year and a half that I've been there. I've held a title up in Jacksonville, the national championship. I've held that three times within the last year as well. Um, that belt just kept going back and forth. Me and that guy had a war. Um, <laughs> Jake Logan. Um, Let's see, where else, where else? Well, down in South, uh, down South in Platinum, um, I've had their Silverweight title, which is equivalent to the, the secondary title that I have in Daytona, as well as their tag title. I've had that multiple times um, with Mikey with them. And Georgia, I've had a tag title um, with Mikey, uh, multiple reigns and defenses there for about a year. That was during the like crazy 2019 season. We were going back and forth between here and Georgia a lot. Um, I think that's it. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. I didn't say that's all. Do, do you, I mean, you, you, <laughs> yeah, you seem it. rather you seem rather accomplished. You seem like you know what you're doing in the ring. Do you remember the feeling it was like to win your first title? Like, what was going through your mind? Like, what was the match? Like, take us through this. I am super excited about this. I'm sorry, guys. No, you're good. <laughs> oh, that's crazy, man. I never told this story before. <laughs> okay. Um, my first, my first title, my first title was in was was in Daytona. It was, I was out of my school. It's like my graduation. That's kind of like how we was like solidified that like okay. You're 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 good. Like you're good. You're good. Um. So that was that was emotional to me. I would say from that aspect because man, there were so many bumps and bru- there were so many bumps and like in the road and so many twists and turns. And I was making stuff like so at the time. Like when I came in, I initially came in as a referee. Like I really wasn't wrestling. Um, and then I started wrestling, and then like. I was in that weird spot. Like, do I still want to be a referee or do I want to wrestle full time? And like me and my trainer were kind of like, I was starting to kind of smell my own shit a little bit in the ring. So like I started kind of getting, so me and my trainer started bumping his, like he started putting me on a little bit of a losing streak. So the fans started kind of like not giving a crap about me. So in doing so that made me turn, but in doing so that made me turn my character up. So the fans started like digging me because of how my character was. Cause you know, I was just still getting, you know, my ass whooped in the ring because I was basically serving a punishment. 
uh, because of my attitude. And um, so I basically made chicken salad out of chicken shit. And that's mm -hmm. literally his words. And that's what led me on that title campaign. And that, like I said, that moment was like the stamp of approval from a guy that, not saying it was hard to get his approval, but like, you know, like that's, that, that's your trainer, you know, like that's, that's like, that's like getting your belt. That's like a belt in karate. Like that's like your, that's like, okay, I just, I just belted up. Like I, I'm, I'm able to move on to the next level. I got his next level of trust. You know what I mean? So that's, that's, so that was, that was kind of like that moment for me. Like I kind of felt like, all right, I'm belted. Like I'm, I'm up, I'm up. I can do something about this. That's cool. That is very cool, man. Now, Jamal, our... like you're expecting something else? Come on now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's, it's, again, it's, you know, like, again, this is our first wrestler. I, I know this man, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I've seen him perform, and it's just, again, it's the amazement of him saying, I'm going to do this. And again, like I said, I've been following him since, you know, since he left, you know, and again, he's has photos of him holding belts like his again, you know, I'm not gay or anything, but he's ripped. <laughs> like he's fucking ripped. I don't even. And the thing is, it's an aesthetic he, business. I, I take he, that as a strong compliment. He, Thank you. he was he did not look like how he looked when he I was didn't. doing comedy at all. I, I mean, but how long did that take you to get that that you know physique? Going from a comedy bod I, to a wrestler's bod. When I when I when I got serious, it didn't take me long at all because I wasn't working. I wasn't doing anything when I was over there. Like I was just you know just existing. I wasn't working out. I wasn't dieting or anything like that. So, like when I got here, like my trainer. Like he kind of guided me into like the dieting and like working out and stuff like that. So that kind of came with because, because um in wrestling school like before you even get on shows like you're you're in training for a year, like you got to learn moves, you got to learn roles, like how to how to roll a specific way over. You got to roll over. Basically, they're teaching you how to be ambidextrous because you got to be able to do everything with your right, but you got to be able to do it with your left. And, you know, so like the different positions that you got to roll out of or, you know, different movements that you have to make, like you like you have to like be on point with those things, because if not, somebody can get hurt. Um, and because at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's like we were mentioning earlier, like, yeah, it's predetermined and stuff like that. But and, but there's a certain way of moving around that ring that can make it beautiful or uh, absolute tragedy. And I've seen both. <laughs> Um, and it's, it's usually about like bad footwork. Um, so you, you just get, you just stay, you just go to school and you go to training and stuff like that for a full year and you get all of that stuff out of your system. Um, so yeah, it's not something that you kind of just jump in and say, yeah, I'm gonna do it. But like, cause it, 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 it came with a grind. Like, like it, it it's like, you gotta like, imagine like you gotta go to, imagine you gotta go to like a, a comedy school for like a year before you can, you can even do an open mic. Before you can even do one open mic, you gotta sit there. <laughs> How and, nice and, that would be. Yeah, you see what I mean. <laughs> the audience. But that's what I'm saying. Like, It'll be on. so nice just to see like two people in the crowd. You be like, oh my god, I've been but, doing this in front of the same person for the last year, and he finally gave me my green light to do it in front of a crowd, and it only be like three people in the crowd. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, but how cool would it be like if 
you know, the audience reaction was predetermined. Like, you guys, make this person bomb. Okay, this person <laughs> needs to learn a lesson. Be like, he needs to bomb so we could appreciate what... So he can appreciate. He hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't earned it yet. Boo him, boo him, yeah, boo this well, man. Let's be honest, life was... was life and all those moments i don't think there's a comedian alive that hasn't had a show and if they if they say they haven't they're full of shit oh, for sure. we've all eaten that shit sandwich mm-hmm. no i absolutely agree and, and there's been times in the ring where i'm just like what am i doing <laughs> like, who, who am i like why am i here <laughs> like go home <laughs> i don't want to disappear but it happens like yeah you you Fans aren't in it. The crowd's not in it. You're not feeling it. Like it's just, yeah. There's, yeah. it's a look, listen, it's a look, listen, feel business for sure. Because, the, the at the end of the day, the fans are the money. So if the fans aren't liking what's going on, and you can't shift fire, and again, there goes the training because you got to be able to sometimes shift fire. You got to be able to, you know, hey, these people aren't liking you as much as we thought. So maybe let's kind of, you know, let's kind of turn it up a little bit. Exactly, but yeah. I can't sit there and have this whole conversation with you in the middle of the ring. <laughs> yeah, so there's right. got to be ways of telling you and showing you, and, and that's where the training and stuff comes from. Nice. Now, but I think that that's it's kind of an interesting transition because either way, whether you're doing comedy or you're doing wrestling, it's both mm -hmm. about showmanship. It is both about, you know, not just the words, I mean, that are coming out of your mouth, but you're still, you're everything you're doing, you're trying to perform and you're trying to put on a good show. Comedy actually helped. Um, it, it gave me that advantage, that glare factor. They always talk about that glare factor. You know, and y'all can relate for sure. When you're standing on stage and all you see is those lights and you can just see silhouettes. Yeah. And you don't see the faces, you just see the silhouettes. But sometimes you can see the faces. And that's the part that freaks you out the most. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you can see, like, if they're smiling or if they're scowling or whatnot. But, like, other times, like, you just got to be like, all right, let's peel back. Let me just look at the silhouettes. Like, I don't want to stare at their faces and stuff like that. So comedy helped get that deer in the headlights. You know, I can talk in front of a crowd. I can sit there and, yeah. you know, go over a rehearsed script because I had notes that I was going over before, you know, I got on stage. So, and that's, and when people tell me, oh, you write your promos out loud. No, I write my promos just like how I did my standups. I'll write a bullet and then I'll sit there and think about it. I'll write another bullet, sit there and think about it, write another bullet. I had those three bullets, boom. And I go right off on a tangent for like five minutes. <laughs> just, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's just, that's how I prepared when I did comedy. So you'll also see a lot of wrestlers are going into comedy after wrestling. So like to be Taylor. honest, stand-up comedy is more of an advantage if you do it beforehand. I think so. And it also, you know, the nice thing about comedy is you're always going to have that comedy. You get to a point when you're, anytime you're doing something physical, you get to the point where you're like, okay, I can't do this no more because my body mm -hmm. is enough. You're beat up. But your sense of humor is never going to change, and you're always going to have that to be able to go. I hate to say that comedy to fall back on because <laughs> nobody falls back on comedy. That's just well, it's still a strong. No, absolutely. No, you could. I mean, if, if you, if, I don't think I was good enough. I mean, I never really gave myself that shot to know if I was good enough, so I can't say that or not. But like, I feel that I have my comedic elements when I'm like in the ring. And that timing that I get, that I got from the stage, that's, that, that satisfies me enough. And so, like you were saying, like, 
if I lose that physical ability to do it all over again, that's fine. Like, I don't have to go on stage to still be funny in wrestling. You know, like, there's commentary. There's, you know, I can, you know, be on a mic somehow. I can be someone's manager. Like, I mean, there's definitely different levels that I can take, you know, beyond, yeah, you know, just being in the ring and, and still be my very witty self at times. Not yeah. like, all the time, but... Because you, you are funny. You know, you were you were never terrible. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, I mean, I, let me put your mind at ease. They were comics way worse than you, and a lot of them. Okay, like let's let's not let's be real for a second. You were never unfunny. I mean, at those nights at the local 907, you know, I've seen you, and there were times where you, I was like, oh, okay, this this guy's got some jokes. Okay, comes back different stuff, new jokes, and no, you were never terrible. You know what I'm saying? The guy after you was terrible, or the girl after you was terrible, and I, you know, it's like, okay, I guess these guys can't hold the candle to Mr. Carter, but nonetheless... That's um, also a rough room, too. You know, I've, I've watched people... Yeah, I, I've, I, I live like ten minutes... I live like two minutes away from that place, and I go down there frequently, and it, last time, a couple times I went there, only three people got laughs. The rest oh, of yeah, yeah. nine oh seven was rough, man. I remember them them Mondays. Yeah, yeah, one one particular Monday, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, were you there at that time too? He yeah. Was there. I, as a matter of fact, I don't even think I don't even think he got to perform either. And I'm still I feel mm-hmm. like I'm owed something because I was like the second the next comic. Uh, well, yeah. one comic before me, then me, and yeah. I had yeah, to... that was a weird. That was a very weird night. That was a very weird night. That was a very weird night. That was that our was Jan- that was our January fifth. That was wild, bro. That was a wild one. Like, I, like sometimes it still pops up in my memories, and I sit there and like I blacked it out, but like I sit there and still try to like think about it. But that shit was a wild fucking yeah. Ooh. I I kind of feel like that's where you got your wrestling start was that <laughs> night. Did his suplex on the guy? Don't have that inside track on that. Wow, that was a wild night. What night was that? Uh, that was the night a fellow stand-up comedian, Dylan Avila, was attacked on stage, and everybody with a pulse, minus a couple of people that didn't know what was going on until way after. But uh, yeah, um, he was attacked on stage, and we regulated. I, you know, now that I think about it, I wonder what Dylan has to say about the whole Will Smith and Chris Rock thing. Oh wow! I bet you know what? I bet you he I bet you he would rather have been slapped. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He would take a slap any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Of all the other people talking shit about both people in that situation, I would imagine he's like, "Yeah, that was nothing. Come on." <laughs> well. Here's here's an interesting thing because uh, unfortunately I have social media and people are talking about it. It's been a year and change uh, since the slap, but I, I there's people that are saying Chris Rock needs to get over it, um, and then there's people that are saying Will Smith needs to get over it. But here's my take on this. Number one, uh, people are starting are are people forgetting that comedy comes from a very dark place. Right. Did you think that? Did you think that a week after the slap, Chris Rock was just going to start spouting jokes? No, he needed some time to 
develop some material, to write some jokes, to do some research. No, I'm glad he waited. And I'm glad he brought it up a year after that. No, I'm glad it was it was destined to happen. He was not going to not do a special shit. As far as I'm concerned, Will Smith and Jada Pickett gave him 10 extra minutes of jokes. <laughs> Did you see the special yet? I have seen clips of it. And... Um, I don't, I don't understand why people are condemning Chris Rock. Uh, I saw some clips. Number one, Chris Rock is one of the funniest comics out there. Let's just put that out there for a second. He is. There's no denying it. Um, comedy is subjective, but if you want to talk about your top five, oh, he's racist. But guess what? Look where he grew up, and look how he grew up. You know, so. I don't think he's racist. I, I I don't know why people like to put that nugget out there. I don't think he's racist. I think what he does is the same thing I do. He sees the racist aspect of the world and he puts it out there. That's what he does. That's what most black comedians do. When white comics do it, it kind of looks, it, it, it's kind of, they don't do it right sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, but I love it when, you, I like it that they try, but it's like, ah, you really, you're trying to pander to us? Uh, no, you're not Bill Burr. Um, <laughs> but but it's just, I kind of feel like they're just like, well, you know, Will Smith, uh, Chris Rock is putting the Smith's business out there. No, it's not. Jaden had already did that way before this special. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and Chris Rock, what he did was he pointed out these are the things that Jada's doing. And out of all the things that Will Smith did, you slapped me? Yeah. Of course he's going to bring that up. Get out of here with that shit. Wow. Well. I mean, hey, if I'm wrong, let me know. If I'm if I'm out of line, let me know. But No, I actually... I, I ain't seen it, so I don't know. I it saw it, but it's not that memorable. Honestly. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I didn't really <laughs> have a desire to watch it. Well, like I don't blame Chris for wanting to get paid for it. I I'm mad about that. Um he he did what was smart, but you know I think that if he if he really attacked I don't know, I'd have to watch it because I think if he did it in a classless way you know, come on, you're better than that. A lot of it is, it's, it's not, to me, it wasn't classic. It was hilarious. Nothing. I mean, again, I only saw parts of it and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to watch the whole, I'm not going to watch, you know, too many clips now, but it's, it's no different from any comic who's been through any kind of abuse that talks about it because that's what we do with the worst parts of our lives. We make it funny. We make all the taboo stuff funny. That's what Chris. Rock, that's what all. That's what all the good comedians do. And then plus, if he would have did a whole special and not addressed it, like that would have been a waste because you know that's what people would have tuned in to watch him to see. Exactly. Mind, mind you, he was already. He was when he got slapped. He was already embarking on a tour, and mm -hmm. people kept chanting Will Smith's name, and he did mm -hmm. not address it. Mm-hmm. You know, and he even said, I will not talk about it, not mm -hmm. at this time. What does mm -hmm. that mean? Wait till my next special. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the anvil on 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 the whole Smith family. And the stuff that he made fun of, it wasn't stuff that wasn't private. Yeah, she was fucking her son's best friend. And oh then my God. And, and then interviewed Will Smith about it on like 
Come on, bro. <laughs> so if you want to see, if you want to talk about the root of this whole thing, it's Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh that's, yeah. That's oh, yeah. Yeah. It makes so, me wonder what does she have on him that he won't leave her crazy ass. Of the prenup of all prenups, probably. If you leave, or, I'm t- or the six if, is just that good. Uh, I doubt that. But yeah. if you leave, I'm taking all that iRobot money. I'm taking all that <laughs> all enemy I, of the state money. I'm taking all, all that Aladdin money. I'm taking all the kids. I'd be like, shit, have them. <laughs> Dude, the kids, the kids are over over eighteen now. He's not. She's not taking the kids. Wait, they're. I don't think they're over eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Is it, they are. They both are. Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, they get to pick and choose where they're still getting the allowances from then. I mean, I'm, not, I'm sure they still live at home, but yeah. They, they no, they still live at home, but they're over 18. <laughs> oh, damn that. But, yeah, I, I don't, uh, you know, I just think that there was a time and place for Will Smith to be like, he could have been like, yo, I'm going to, I'm going in the back. I'm going to have a word with Chris. and Or at the end of the show, I'm going to find him in the parking lot. I'm going to tell him how I feel. You know what I'm saying? But... Okay. You just want you just won an Oscar, my brother. You just won an Oscar that night. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you can't even come back for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's but I just think that, you know, as far as all that goes, I just kind of feel like first, first of all, it's whatever. You know, at the end of the day, it's not like, you know, Chris I thought Chris Rock, you know, in a calculated way, was like, here's what I'm going to do it, here's how I'm going to do it, and he did it, you know, and and on top of that, I think he's supposed to do another special for Netflix, um, mm-hmm. because he's getting paid $40 million for so two he had a big specials, deal with him. Mm-hmm. so... Well, one of the things he did, like, like the day after the live show was on Netflix, he re-released his, the one he had before that, but added some content to it, and called it a remix, so... They added like another ten minutes or something to the show that he did prior to the the live one that he did. I don't know, sure. I mean, I tell people straight up, go watch Bigger and Blacker, and tell me that's not the funniest shit you've oh, ever dude, seen in your that life. That was hilarious, yeah. That was the very first like stand-up comedy special I've seen as like a as a adolescent, and it was it was I didn't even know what stand. I mean, I I knew of Richard Pryor. But it was just like, oh, this is stand-up comedy. Ooh. This is what it's like. And and I'm, you know, he's talking about OJ and he's talking about relationships and he's talking about Africa and the difference between the N-word and African. I learned so much from that special. Uh I was like, he's this guy made me want to write and be funny. You know? And he was and you know, the big C-R in the background and him pacing back uh, uh, the style of his stand-up comedy. I, I dug it. You know what I'm saying? But Bigger and Blacker is my favorite. It's probably my top five favorite album of all time. Hmm. Did you guys hear that uh, that Andy Kaufman is going to be inducted into the Wrestling Hall of Fame? Who? Andy Kaufman. No, I'm, kidding. I, I'm kidding. No, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah the guy that... Uh, Jerry the King Lawler smacked <laughs> the shit out of on a late night show. Yeah, mm-hmm. that guy. I was like, I was like, okay, okay, sure, why not? I mean, yeah, he had he was 
popular back in the day, and he was all he loved wrestling, and he and he was on. I don't think it was W. Was it WWF that he did all the shit with the? Yeah. People? Okay. No. It, yeah. It was. Uh. He was. It was him and Jerry the King Lawler, and uh, Jerry the King Lawler like just slapped the living shit out of him. Yeah. Well, he did on. He did on on Letterman, but it, he was also like he'd go do. He would go to wrestling events and he would wrestle. Uh, the the you know some some random people or if, or if, I couldn't remember if it was random people or if it was like uh, the ladies of wrestling, but either way he wasn't. They were, they were yeah they were um because they did a if you look on what was it I think it was so I don't it wasn't um it wasn't WWF it was Memphis okay so they were doing all of that um at um I forget what the name of the promotion I'm losing my mind and everybody that is a wrestling fan that's watching this is probably shooting. Down my throat right now. It's all good. Um, pause. That was probably. Damn. You could probably go online and look it up. I think. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember know. what the name of the promotion is right now, but it was. I was gonna say I didn't think it, I didn't think it was and, the WWF. Um, that was that was when all of the, all of it went down, and yeah, they had a whole conversation about it. A uh, and E just did a documentary. Was it Annie? No, was it Annie or Vice? That's what I'm trying to remember. I think it was Vice. I think it was the Territories. I think it's Vice. They did the Territories episode or I Territory think, series. I think so. I think it's Vice. But anyway, stories. Yeah, untold stories of the Territories. Look up that Memphis show. That's when they talk about the whole Andy Kaufman because they had Jerry Lawler on there. Right. They had Jerry Lawler and um, uh, I think everybody else like Jeff Jarrett, his dad, the one that was the one that was in charge of the promotion. Um, I think he just recently passed, but before I think they they were able to do that uh that interview with him, and uh yeah they talked about that whole story man I think they talked I'm trying to remember what they said about those about those like he would come to those shows he would just come to that one show, he would come to those shows and I think they were paying. Like, I don't know if they paid those women or it just got to the point where women was just hopping a barricade and he was just outright just, like, just shoot on them. And just because that was, like, literally the only thing, the only yeah. person that he could, you know, he could beat was, you know, was these he small, was, frail women that would hop over the barricade. He's a small guy, yeah. Uh, but there was one, but apparently there was one that got, that bested him, that, like, got the best of him really good. And um, and he even, like, she almost beat him. Like, she almost shoot pinned him. And, yeah. um... And he got out of it and ended up you know, like he I really think, had to turn it up on her. I think that's one of the things they had in that Man on the Moon movie where Jim Carrey was playing mm-hmm. Andy. They had that that fight in the movie where he almost mm-hmm. got his ass beat by the woman. I would I would have yeah, liked to yeah, see yeah, that because that was funny. a very because it was real yeah. that was real yeah yeah because it was she really almost she really almost ruined that whole thing to be honest because <laughs> if she would have beat him for real then that would have been it because they'd have been like okay well. Because at that time it was like Jerry Lawler, and we're like, I have no reason to, to fight you because you just lost to this, you know, this woman <laughs> out of the crowd. So I have no reason to fight you. Yeah. So she really almost messed it up. <laughs> do you do you do you ever still watch wrestling, or is it you're just oh, yeah, in it? Yeah. So you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every Monday since '99. Uh, do, do you do you watch it like a fan, or do you do you analyze the shit out of everyone's moves? If, if I have to, I have to stay. I have to, I have to draw that line. Yeah, I never, I never, I never, I never analyze what I see on TV. That's good. You re- yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Especially you ruin, like if I, you if ruin what you're watching shows, if you yeah. analyze it. I think I, I, that's how I feel about movies and television. If, if you analyze it, you're gonna ruin whatever you're watching. So yeah. Is there um, a specific wrestler you want to call out on the show? Because um, <laughs> they're watching we, right now. Because <laughs> we could bridge that gap, yo. I mean. 
Is there anybody you want? You would you want the Undertaker to come out of retirement for one more match at WrestleMania against yeah, you? Or, call out the Black Adam. <laughs> you know, or do 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 you want to? You know, you call King. out Kane. Uh, call out Kane. Get him out of politics for a little while and be like, you know, yeah, the world could use that a little bit. <laughs> knock him down a peg or two. Do, do you have a wrestler that? Do you have a dream match in your head? Someone, that was my next question. Because I do have a dream match that's rattling around in my head, and I'll tell you who it is. I would love to see you and Finn Balor go at it. God, that's a good one. Wow, that would be, be a, a great one. match. My, I think that would be a good one. How about um, how about anybody in history, even live or dead? Who would you want to? Who would you want to wrestle? Stop it. Okay, well, live or dead is Owen. Oh shit! Oh, yeah. 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 Owen, number two, Eddie. Um, Jeez, yeah. You guys would go to distance on that one. Yeah. 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 Hands down. Mm, those two. Cool. Like, I, I, I would have to give them that match. Those two. Um, not alive, though. Sting. Dude. Because yeah. this is his oh. last year. And I really, like, I really, really want it. And I know, and I hate to sound like somebody that's going to call them out, but <laughs> we're literally going to be on the same show here coming up in a couple of months. And I really, and I, know, I don't know if he's wrestling, but God, if this is a way for me to reach him, I would use this moment right now to be like, yeah, we're going to be in Jacksonville together in June. I think you and should call him out when you're in the middle boots. of the ring. Just say, huh? I think you should call him out while you're in the middle of the ring. I, I think get I up here because apparently because the rumor the rumors are circulating that this is his last year actively wrestling. Oh wow! And that is literally the guy, and I'm going to date him if I ever tell him this story. But that's the man that when I was five years old and I sat up in the nosebleeds of the Norfolk Scope at WCW World War Three. I sat there and I watched that man walk down that aisle with so much pageantry and I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on and why was all of these people screaming and from that day on I was hooked from wrestling because of that man right there. Yeah. So, yes. For the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> if this is his last year of wrestling, I want that match so bad. So okay. bad. And if I haven't said his name, I'm saying Sting. Sting, sting. Oh no, you sting, said it. Sting. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sting. Oh yeah. You know. Um. So anybody who was uh wrestling, who gets things, gets Sting on the phone, be like, yo, yo, Sting, <laughs> there's this dude calling you out, bro. <laughs> I'm on, not some, calling him out, dude, I'm Megan. <laughs> can I ask? Is does he still begging. does he still rock the the uh, the crow look? Yeah, he's still rocking over the, oh, yeah. the black and white. But if I do it though. If we have the match, he's got to go. I got. I got to request that he does the at least the face paint. He ain't got to buy. He ain't got to bleach his hair or anything, but he at least got to wear the. He at least got to wear the face paint because that was the thing that that that, that uh, hooked me. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thing was awesome. Do you yeah. have a signature move, a finishing move? Do I do? Yes. Yes, it's a, it's a very complicated move that you never that you don't expect to see. So it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty badass. But I basically jump from the bottom rope and catch him with a flatliner. That's like a little spinning flatliner. Nice. Oh, oh. do you? Yeah. Uh, and what? And what do you call it? Uh, that really doesn't have a move. Really, that doesn't have a name. Oh, I, no, I think I did. Wait, 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 wait. What did I call that thing? 
that card gave it some funky name back in the day, but I, I don't know. I forget what it is. It's, 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 it's over. That's what it is. It's over. When you see that. <laughs> that's what it's, that's what you should call it. It's over. <laughs> it's over. That's game over. <laughs> there we go. We'll call game it. Game over, man. It's game over. over. What's your finish called? It's over. Is it over or is it it's over? It's over. Do you have, okay, so what's your favorite wrestler and what's your favorite finishing move that you'd like to see a wrestler do? Like the one move that like just, you're like, wow, no matter Does how many times. Does the move have to associate with the person? Or is that a two-part no, the, question? No, no, yeah. it's a two-part question. So Sting, obviously, because I just sat here and, 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 yeah. and begged a grown man, literally begged <laughs> a grown man to, to wrestle me in his underwear. I definitely begged that. Um, With makeup on, though. He also, he also threw that caveat out there, too. Yeah. You wanted him and to makeup. But yeah. Underwear and makeup. makeup. Yes, yeah. I definitely begged a man to wrestle me in his underwear and makeup. Yes, I did. I did. I definitely. And and personally, that um, sounds like a great time to me, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think he rocks it better than Gene Simmons. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, man, what's a good move that really just blows my mind every time I see it in person? Man. Um,. Gosh, what is, I don't, I don't, what is I mean, that one? I've seen so many like mind blowing things that like. What is that one called when they jump off the top ropes and do like a backflip and then land on the guy? Yeah, the shooting star press. Yeah, my boy's got a real beautiful oh, shooting wow. star those, press. Yeah, I would yeah, say those, that's the one. You really just got ropes? it. Yeah, just you back backflipping off the top rope. It's a stand. It's a forward. It's a forward facing backflip. What what did Billy Kidman remember? Uh, that was what it. Was That's his what we're talking about. That's what it's called. That was okay. Yeah. Oh stuff. my God. He yeah. was definitely yes. Every time he landed so that, he always did like a low angle one. My boy Tim, he, he, his bones are made out of rubber because of all the preservatives he ate as a child. So he can do the little standing backflip and like he'll float. He'll be in the air and he'll just float all the way down. It's it's ridiculous. Like see, he gets always, so much air. See, I always thought like that or the moon salt. Yeah. Kind of like like almost anything off the top rope, with the exception of like the five star frog splash, um, frog like splash, elbow drop. Those are pretty if, basic. Yeah. yeah. If you're doing like a shooting star press or any kind of twist in the, you know, it's like, and you land it perfectly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jeff Jeff Hardy Swanton bomb. I'm like, I'm always like, wow. Every mm -hmm. time, every time he lands it, you know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. and it's, it's like you just. Put your body through all that, but then you still have enough energy to just fly off to the just top. Damage rope. yourself one last and, time, and, and hope hoping, that it's over. and yeah, exactly, and hoping that that your opponent doesn't kick out. Like it, it ama it amazes me. Yeah, it's definitely its own its its own like version of athleticism because at the end of the day, man, there's padding in that ring, but it's only about like three three quarters of an inch, so. Regardless, if you get slammed on that, you're, you got to think the average person in that ring is about what five eleven, so an overhead toss with a wingspan of about four, about five six feet. So you're looking at getting slammed anywhere between like seven eight feet off the ground at a high velocity. It's at sometimes the speeds is upwards of like 30 45 40 miles per hour depending on if the person's like really driving you into the mat there's a whole yeah. science behind this shit like the, the impact on our bodies after what they said i think it's like six months 
chiropractors basically says it looks like we've been in a car accident. Like just the impact on our backs. It just looks like you. They basically just say like you just got rear end. Like like because wow. just just because of the like is because all of the slamming and slamming and slamming and slamming over time. Like it is it, it it definitely like you said it 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 takes a toll on your body for sure. So it's it's important to take these breaks. Like I take breaks. Like I'm I'm not like like I said I did my I did my dirt in 2019 and I realized how beat my body was. So like now I'll probably do like. Like like this past month, I think I did like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I did like seven shows this month in March. Okay. Next month I got like two. So you know what I mean? Like I still try to I, I kinda give myself some rest and I give myself a cycle. And then like during that off season, like I'm not in the gym. Like I it's basically I call it like an off season essentially. It's like I'm not in the gym, I'm not working out, I'm not stressing my body, I'm legit relaxing. Meditation, yoga, shrooms. Like just all out, just 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 laxed out, just chill. And then when it's time to go to work, and it's it's time to go to work, and it's back on a diet, back in the gym at five in the morning, like I got to do now. Back in the gym, you know, doing all like it's being regimented, being back into that cycle. So just finding that that balance is is essentially the most important part of of getting that longevity. Because at the end of the day, with as budding of a career that I have, I'm still turning 35 in May. That's over the hump in athleticism. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. I know, look good, thank you. But no, yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought you were, I thought you were younger than that. Yeah, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So at the end of the day, you know, biology is going to kick in at some point real soon, and it's not a time that you look forward to. It just happens overnight in most cases. But I still see like wrestlers in their forties. You know, I see Ric Flair out there. You know, back in the, I mean, what, well into his sixties? Mm-hmm. Like, well into the seventies, like, yeah. Every time yeah. I see him, I'm like, oh, this is his his retirement. Oh, no, he's mm-hmm. back. Oh, he's getting yeah. thrown through all over the ring. I mean, it's almost like, and I and I don't know, like, I always wonder, like, you know, he's wrestling royalty. His daughter mm-hmm. wrestles, and mm-hmm. she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's almost like, yeah, these guys wrestle well into their 50s, mm-hmm. you know, and they still have that. I guess it's just like they've been in it so long mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they're, and all the, I guess, the painkillers that they're taking in between. That's it. Basically you know? like Keith Richards at this point. They're just mummified. Just, yeah. They just, Body is encased, embalmed at this point. So do you have a day job or is this all that you do? I did. I, um, I recently just... Uh, so I was a barber for a good part of it. Like that was basically what funded everything was um, I, I cut hair for about six, seven years while I was living in Daytona. Um, recently, I, so I just basically just gave, I didn't get that up, but I was done with that. That was like I said, six, seven years. So I, um, I'm now in the process of uh, going through um, different degree programs and certifications for um, personal training, advanced personal training. Um, Right now, that's what I'm staring at. I'm staring at the book because I got test reviews and stuff. But and then in the fall, I'm enrolling um, into college um, for kinesiology. Um, oh, okay. On a basically on a track for uh, strength and conditioning, strength and conditioning coaching. I should probably say that right if I want to do it for the rest of my life. Um, basically, just you know, being an athletic trainer for like an NFL team or a soccer team, a pro team, or some kids or um, so right now my focus is on kids. So they got I don't know do, do they have D ones over there, like any kind of like those little those little kid athlete farms, D one like, training gym. Like here in uh, I don't know about in New York, 
Um, I haven't seen any, but that doesn't mean they don't exist. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't, um, I just don't know if, they, if they're anywhere because I, I know they got them a lot down here. But you know, Florida is a you know is a sports state it's like Texas, yeah, it's Virginia. Exactly. So, like, but they got them all down here. They're places. They're basically called D1. It's they're like gyms, but for like like kids, like athletes. Like you want to train your kid to be an athlete. Like oh, they have them out there running shuttle drills and turf drills, and you know doing all that from as low as five years old to adults wow. so yeah that's where so basically when i'm done with this course i graduate this class that's why i'm crashing into these tests because i graduate in may and um once i clear that certification there i can start working at that gym that'll be my summer job um until i go through with school and i'll kind of balance the two of those so yeah long story short to say i'm basically into like youth fitness personal training with a track to being on a uh, strength and conditioning coaching Wow. Okay. You seem like, well, I mean, you have the experience, that's for sure. I, I didn't feel fat and out of shape before I do now. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. You the, only reason why, the only reason why I'm not fat and out of shape is because I get paid to take my shirt off. So that's the only... <laughs> that's, well, back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> See, there you go. You had a reason. See, I got a reason. There you go. <laughs> hey, so does Burt Kreischer. <laughs> well, yeah, see, but he made it. I mean, but look, there's guys. Trust me, there's plenty of guys in wrestling that <laughs> that don't look like me. But I'm not blessed as much. I've already set myself up for failures, and I got to stay like like this. <laughs> I'm like I'm like Bobby Lashley. Like, I just got to stay chiseled all the way to the grave at this point. Bobby Lashley cannot lose and, an inch of muscle. And he's 40, also. Yeah, like yeah. that guy, 40, was in the military. Um, I mean, that guy, oh, my. When he came back, when he came into the WWE, it was almost like he didn't even miss a step. Mm-mm. You know, that guy was banging and clanging in that weight room or, you know, whatever whatever he's, uh, whatever he, his diet is. But, yo, he's got, you know, between him and, like, Randy Orton, it's like those guys, they don't play around with, with their bodies. They, they mm-hmm. take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I mean that's like I said, that's the you get you get longevity in the business from doing that, and then finding that appropriate you know work rest cycle, um, you know saying no is okay in the business. It's not as, as you know. Do you think that I, I mentioned it earlier? You know, you break your ankle, it's okay. You know, I see you at the top. You know, that was you know I was all jokes. You know, but because at the end of the day, like like this ain't going to go anywhere. Wrestling's not going to die anytime soon. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people. I'm, I've been passed over. You know, I've been lapped over like three times. You know, I mean, there's been people that's been hired and fired and hired again that I came in with. So, like, I know, I know I'm in the shuffle, and I just keep getting lost out of it. So, the best, the most important part is just focusing on the, on the beauty of it. And for me, it's the kids, and that's what got me into youth fitness because, because of my love for my my my, my love for the reactions that I can get out of children, because it's. You can kind of you can kind of feel their innocence. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's cool when I when I do bar shows or when I do like like on 420 cheap plug. I got a show in downtown Orlando <clears throat> uh, at a cannabis festival, open air in downtown Orlando, which is weird. I don't know how they got the license for it, but anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be doing a wrestling show there. And I know, yeah, people will enjoy it, but man, if I could go do that show at like a boys and girls club, or if I could do that show, you know, at a gym with like. 200 screaming kids is losing their mind just because I, you know, chest bumped the dude. If I go do that in front of a bunch of stoners, they're going to be like, do a backflip, man. This is boring. 
Like, so, like, I, I'd much rather, you know, wrestle so, in front so, of those kids, man. So, you're doing a 420 show. Mm-hmm. It's a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. We will be involved, but for the patrons that are watching. It's, so, it's, it, it, one of the medical dispensaries somehow pulled this off. I don't know how, but somehow pulled this off. Um, and they're partnering up. They're doing a a a, a Canna Fest. It's called Canna. It's called Canna Land. Um, basically, like Candyland, and little stations will be set up of all of these different open air, open market venues <laughs> in the middle of Orlando, Florida. I'm sorry. Like the one, vendors, just... the one thing that is like striking me right now is DeSantis is allowing this. Like, right. <laughs> oh no, no, he's he. he doesn't care about that he's he's more about you know guys in dresses that's what he yeah yeah well and so i did tell my boys yeah i said yo we barely got two strikes right now with this leave the dresses at home no i don't care man i'll do a whole drag show i don't matter of fact they're doing a drag show in the land matter of fact yeah before before i got on i was talking to a friend of mine she was going to a drag show in in in, in, um in in like down the road and i'm like okay watch out for any white pointed hoods that might be in the background or something just be careful because they out here too but um it's 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 insanely it insanely blew my mind when that man said yeah and y'all and he said that the ring is going to be set up in the uh patient relief area where all um medical marijuana card holders can uh go into a designated area um to uh consume their uh, uh, medicine in a safe environment, and there's gonna be a fucking wrestling ring somewhere near there. <laughs> we're literally gonna hotbox the wrestling ring. That's yeah. So we're gonna be in the area where everybody's gonna be smoking. So we're not even gonna be in the festival itself. We're gonna be in. We're gonna be the entertainment for the smoking section. You guys don't partake. I mean, you don't. I don't think I've ever seen smoke weed in Seattle or anything like that. Not. Good, good answer. Good, oh, wow. Okay, wow. That, I saw, that, I saw, if this is an audio podcast, then I saved myself. So, uh, <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm, I'm, I, have a, I have a medical card. I'm a, I'm a combat disabled vet, so okay. they, they, they nice to me out here. And you're a wrestler, so that should ease all of your pains mm-hmm. after a mm-hmm. match. You know what I'm saying? If anything... Yep. So yeah, I, I, I and I, I work well within my limits. Like I still keep all my labels nice and blurred out, thank God. But I keep all my labels <laughs> and stuff on there, you know, and you know, so yeah, I still work within my limits, but yeah, I still blaze it up, you know, every you, single day. Do you ever come up to the uh to like the New York area, the northeast? Yeah, I was just up there in December. I was in Brooklyn. In December. Um I was trying to go back up there in April. It may not happen, but I am going back up there soon, and I'll let you know. Uh, oh, it's you... In, the show the show is in Queens. Okay. Yeah, House wait, of wait. Glory is the show. It's called House of Glory Wrestling. But yeah, I was looking to go up and um, being a regular up there because I actually linked up with uh, Jonas. Um, oh, okay. He's another wrestling yeah. fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So linked up with him um so he's another one that's like hey anytime you're in the area type stuff um let me know let me know type stuff so yeah um new york new jersey because wrestlemania would be there next year it'll be in philly next year philly is only 
Philly is only a 90-minute drive from I here. Know. <laughs> I know. So, so I'm trying to work. I'm, I want my first WrestleMania week. I haven't had my first WrestleMania week. I was supposed to have it um, when WrestleMania was here in Tampa in the dreaded year of 2020. And wow. obviously, you see how that went. Um, and again, that was the year that me and my tag partner busted our ass. And um, we had... 11 matches scheduled for WrestleMania week. And that's a five-day weekend. And we had 11 matches scheduled for that weekend. And it all got shut down because of COVID. And those were all full-pay weekend, like full-pay shows. So imagine, like, you getting your full rate times 11 in a matter of three days. Oh and then God. COVID shut all that down for us. So we, and, and you know, it, it is what it is. But, you know, sour grapes because then, you know, not even 90 days later, WWE called us and gave us a job for six months. So, you know, when there's when there's valleys, there's peaks. <laughs> yeah. So you, you can't can't really can't really be too mad about it. I mean, granted, you know, it's one of those where will we be? I think a lot of people are screaming, where will we be if 2020 didn't happen, you know? So you really just kind of just you just be like, all right, well, I'm just blessed to be on this side of it. And now I'm able to prosper and I'm able to grow and and, and capitalize on you know on these opportunities because a lot of people you know a lot of a lot of strong people that were ahead of me fell out you know so i i would say it i, I took their spot it was it was mine and now they want it back and nah <laughs> nah like you don't have to you don't have to outwork me at this point because I'm, I'm working way too hard I, like i said wwe already gave me a job for half a year i already got a taste of it so like ain't nobody gonna work harder than me to like i said to get that level of comfort um, and if I can't get it from them, then I'm going to get it from myself through this, uh, personal training life. So either way, like I'm, I'm definitely setting myself up. Sure. It's a good attitude to have though. You, I mean, you have to have that kind of an attitude and, and know that your, your success is built on yourself and that nothing's standing in your way. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. You're kind of an inspiration, whatever. <laughs> Those are the people who succeed because you're not willing to give up and you you keep your eye on, on that end game. Yeah, and that's yeah. one thing that a lot of people, that's where they give up is that they get to that point where they're almost there and they've been grinding for so long and had they ground, grinded, ground, grinded, even kept going <laughs> for just even another week or something, they would have, you know, know, they would have had the whole world at their feet, but instead they they fall by the wayside because they get tired of all that grind. Um, I was I was watching uh, Rocky Balboa the other day, and there's like this line that he's he's going through this monologue talking to talking to his son. And uh, and this is something that I felt like was like. He said he was saying it's not the punches you take, but what you do, you know, when you get back up, you know what I'm saying? Can you get back up while he, he said something like, you know, life will punch you in the face. He was like, and it'll repeatedly do that, but it's what you do after that when you get up. Can you continue taking those punches in order to get what you need to, and, I, and I'm sitting there like, hold on, I gotta rewind this. <laughs> <laughs> gotta rewind this. And and that's and that's kind of like the the attitude that sometimes I feel like you know I'm going through a shit ton of stuff right now for the last three months, 
And I kind of felt like I've been taking these punches, taking these punches. And people that care about me are are telling me, hey, you know, don't forget to do this, do this. Um, don't rest on your laurels. Don't wait for things to happen. And you know what? They're right. Everything that I've done, even today, I was getting shit done, trying to get back to work and whatnot. And, you know, it's like, okay, now I did what I had to do. Now, once I'm doing what I was supposed to be doing to kind of catch back up with all the stuff that I missed out on, it's it's all about keeping your eyes on a prize. That's why, uh, Mr. Carter, that's why I'm very happy for you because, you know, you you took something that, you, you took and this is something that we could all learn from you know what i'm saying you took some you took a desire you took a you took a goal that you had in mind um like i said and it's funny i've seen you in those referee outfits on facebook i thought oh he wants to be uh, a w a, a wrestling referee great i'm like hey that's you know a goal is a goal and you seem very happy to do it and then i see you in the ring i'm like oh he he, he was hey fuck this zebra suit uh, i, I want to be in the action you know what I'm saying? And then, so it's like, again, I, I when I say I'm proud of you, I'm like, I love it when I see people that I've known, that I've, you know, that I've uh, been uh, in, the, in, uh, in the same room with, that I've been on the same scene with, decide to do something. Even if you were still in comedy and you blew up, I would still be proud of you because, you know, you work hard. You're not lazy. You work hard. You know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure that... Maybe somewhere down the road, you're probably like, okay, I don't know, maybe, maybe I bit off a little bit more than I can chew. But whatever it was, whatever, you know, obstacle that got in your way, you obviously steamrolled over it, went to the next level. Like you said, there was people that you've been passed on. There's been yeah. people that probably quit. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's comics that I came up with in the beginning that don't even do comedy anymore. You know, um, for... Name of oh, my girlfriend ha- had a baby. I have children. I want to be with my children instead. I don't like going out and I got a day job. My work, this, that, whatever. Like, or I got less funny, which some people won't even admit. But, <laughs> but, but it's you know, I had, actually I had one guy call me up and told me that he had stopped doing comedy because he felt like he was not funny. And I was like, that's probably the most honest thing anyone has ever told me. As far as as that, he was like, "Hey, I kept doing open mics. I kept, you know, doing these shows, and I just felt like I wasn't getting funny. And writing is hard, so I he I, I just threw my hands up, and you know, now he just goes to shows and watch and doesn't miss it at all, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> you know, but so you know, so it's just you you have a lot to be proud, and on top of that, you still have goals and dreams. You're you're a young man, you know, thirty five years old." Uh, you're you're go- you're 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 going places, kid. You're going places, kiddo. <laughs> I feel it, man. I feel the shift. I felt the shift very recently, um, and and that's why I really want to. That's why I'm really just been preparing myself mentally, physically. Um, so whatever that that proud moment is, and you you called it. You you called this to tell me that for a reason, and I needed to hear it. Um. Because you know what I mean, like I've, I felt this shift coming, so I know that there's de- there's definitely something greater um, on the horizon. And right now, I'm really just doing, make, I'm making sure I'm doing everything on my part to prepare for it. So, thank you really for 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 this, because this is just a reminder that like 
you really don't even know who's watching or who's paying attention, even all of these years, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, this 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 is this is pretty cool. So yeah, no, seriously, thank you. You just you deserve a lot of good things, man. Um, you you definitely do. Like I said, um, from that night to even right now, I every time you posted up something on Facebook, I'm like, all right, he's alive. That's always, that's that's good, you know. Uh, he's 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 lived to fight another day. Um, uh, and every time I see you holding those championships, man, I'm just like. Look at you. You're going to be the next maybe Booker T, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Two-time Hall of Famer. Let's go. I'll take that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're happy. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about some of these topics here. Okay. No, I have to talk about this because – I'm sorry. I have to either, I have to hijack right now because this was something that kind of traumatized me. Like I heard about this and it freaking traumatized me, and now I got to traumatize you guys because that's how we work. This, you know. I sent you guys the link. I sent you the link, and I was listening to this yesterday about this. <clears throat> oh my god, this is so insane. Okay, so Chinese medicine. We all know that they go back millions of years, you know, it's not that long, but for real, they have a lot of, they have a lot of, um, really, really beneficial medicine that they have come up with over the years. And then they have some that makes you go, what the fuck? And this is one of those, what the fucks? Okay. Uh, True story. This is the headline. The Chinese man was bitten by a venomous snake that he thought was dead inside a wine bottle he bought for his son. Okay, I want you to, to marinate on that. It's called it's called snake wine. Okay. And they make this wine with snakes. Not just any snakes, but poisonous snakes, like um uh uh cobras. Okay? No thanks. And they they put the cobra into the alcohol, but they don't completely seal the top of it. It's still left a little bit for the for the alcohol to breathe. Or for the snake. I did not know. Okay, so this is where the man um, was from a province in China where he bought three jars of the snake wine, believing that he, the drink could help cure his son. He bought them for his son who was ill. And... Um, it's a chronic illness, and so instead of opening the jars, the father just left them untouched for a year so that they could have enough um, medical properties, medical properties that they would just keep marinating. And then after a year-long marination, the man claims he decided to finally open the jars and administer the traditional Chinese medicine, only to find out that all three of the venomous snakes came back to life before one of them bit him. Yeah, I'm right? calling bullshit. <laughs> um, after yeah, he... his son was drinking it, and he swapped it out the night before. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they said that after being rushed to the hospital, he was treated immediately, and supposedly he survived the incident. But the traditional Chinese medicine practitioners believe that snake wine contains several health benefits. Basically, I'm, I'm going to get down here. Okay, so 
Some experts said that what happened to the father was not entirely strange since snakes can supposedly live inside a jar of alcohol for 12 months without dying, especially if the lid is left slightly open for air to enter. Did you know the snakes will go through what they call uh, it's um it's um it's what do they call this? It's um it's not not hibernation, but they have like a coma. Um, well, yeah, they go through what is called a state of brunation, which is similar to hibernation for reptiles when certain conditions are met such as very low temperatures during urination, they require less oxygen and their metabolism slows. So it's actually, Todd's over there Googling it right now. No, I was looking at other stuff. I was like, yeah, okay. I'm actually thinking, I was thinking about poor Romeo. Did he read this? (laughs) No, good Lord. Are you kidding? Do you think I would show that to my husband? First of all, (laughs) do you think I would bring some kind of snake wine into my house? No. I'm I'm not about... Besides the fact that I don't drink alcohol anymore, the fact is is that, to me, even when I did drink, and I everybody would used to talk about eating the worm, fuck that. That's disgusting. Do you know how gross that is? And then to think about opening, could you just imagine a cobra floating in your, your drink, and you went to go take a drink, and all of a sudden it went, you know, and bit you? Like, yeah, no. But, but the reality is, is that, I thought I thought bullshit too, until I started listening to the the. It was like I, I was listening to a radio show and they were talking about this, and they had like researchers and, and they said it's absolutely something that these snakes can go into a brunation for up to a year, oh, and man. with all the right conditions. And this is not the only story. If you look at look up snake wine, there's multiple stories over multiple wow. years. Where the snakes have have been alive and bit somebody that was trying to drink the wine. I, I, I said bullshit only because it's like this is just weird enough to that it could be true. But I, I, the fact that it was on Yahoo News tells me that it's probably not a bullshit story. But still, I was like, I think there's probably something that's left out or there, uh, I don't know. There, there's more to it than what's being said, I think. I, I don't even want a snake on my beer, like uh, like <laughs> even drawn on the beer. Like I'm not drinking Cobra malt liquor. Like sorry, I don't like. That's how afraid of snakes I am. Yeah, that's Romeo. Yeah. That's Romeo too. I mean, he he would be bounced out of here so fast. The mere thought of. But I'm th- I'm sitting here thinking, how, what kind of ailment do you have to have that's so bad that that you're like baby. Baby, here, drink this snake wine. Asthma. It's asthma. I bet you it's asthma. I bet you it'll make your penis bigger. (laughs) That would probably work with guys. That would probably work with a lot of guys. (laughs) I'd be like, drink this snake wine if you want four inches (laughs) extra. It'll make it bigger, but only after you get bit on the dick. You know, it'll swell up because of the, the infection. So I'm sitting here trying to think. I think I had that before. Um... Wow. It was in when I was stationed in Korea, we went over to Okinawa, Japan, and it was Halloween. And I mean, that that whole that whole entire tour was a blur because I was 
drunk from I landed from when I departed. Um, and that was in the middle of a war zone. Um, that was a, yeah, because that jar, there was a snake in that jar, and I don't think it was a real snake, but he did, they did specifically call it snake venom shot. And yeah, we took that one. That was a real snake. I, that was the last thing I drank that night. I honestly do. Like, I, yeah. So what we were told, what we were told, obviously we didn't put our hands in it, but what we were told was it's not the, so the venom that's in the fangs is what kills you. Like the venom that's on the inside, but the venom that's on the skin that they secrete or whatever it is, is actually intoxicating. Like it, like when it, like when it's lifted off to the, um, with the alcohol. So generally the, um, the snakes are de-venomed if I'm not mistaken before they're put into that. So, yeah, he could get bit, but I don't think he got, you know, he got the venom in him. He didn't have to get... Did it say that? Did it say he, he had to get, like, venom treatment or anything like that? Or did it, it say he just got it bit? It didn't say. It just said that he did survive. So yeah, he had, so he, he probably just got survive. bit. Yeah. Because yeah. So, usually, usually those snakes are de-venomed. And then, yeah, it's something off of their skin when it reacts with the alcohol does give it... I don't know. That's that's their, that's their so, beliefs so, at that point. But, so, so, yeah. So it's like licking a psychedelic frog. Like licking a toad. Like licking a toad. Yep. Like licking toads. It's the exact same wow. thing, licking toads. Wow. Did it, did did you, well, at that point, if you were already fucked up. I was already trash, so I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. 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 In my mind, the way, the way, now that I, the more and more I think about it, the way that I remember it being described to me was like absent. No. Okay. Oh. Okay. It was kind of like that shooty, like, like that slurry hallucinogenic, but not like major hallucinogenic like acid lsd shrooms would give you but just like uh that kind of swirly kind of from what i'm from what i was told off of it but yeah i don't remember because we were we had already did a whole congo line dance with random characters of pokemon that walked into the bar it was a very weird night (laughs) (laughs) are you are you sure that wasn't i mean are you sure that's what you really saw (laughs) that may have been that that happened, said, but I, do, I I know I since then I have had, I've called people very nervously. I have called people to confirm that story, and it is true that did happen. That, that's starting to sound <laughs> oh, like wow. okay. Wow, that's we, yeah. Wow. We I thought it was the snake venom too, and no, I mean, but we all took the shot, so we may have all <laughs> we may have all hallucinated. Yeah, yeah. So there was a conga line in your head. No, so <laughs> so it was just I remember I remember it was just us. It was and we were singing. It was a karaoke. It split as a karaoke bar. And so we were over, I remember we were on one side of the bar, like we were drinking, drinking, drinking. And then we went over to the other side where the karaoke was and there was like pool and stuff. And while we were over there, all of a sudden, and I knew we were, I knew I was gone at that time because I did like several, not double takes, but it had to be like quadruple, triple million takes. Um, because in walks Charmander, and walks Bulbasaur, and walks Squirtle, like, like, but not like Pokemon it's Japan, so it's not bad costumes. Like it, like in America, if people would have walked in with those kind of costumes, it would have been onesies. It would have been obvious, you know what I mean? Yeah. But these, this is Japan, so their cheap shit looks good. So yeah, you got. And when you're drunk, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> like you're basically just doing that. But yeah, that was yeah, that was a real thing that happened. And then so when they came in, like when we realized that they were just guys. In a suit, and <laughs> obviously they were Japanese. They couldn't speak English, but like we were just screaming. We was like, "Yeah!" 
Yay! And they would be like, Yay! And I, I forget whatever song was on, but at that moment, it prompted a Congo line, and we did a Congo line around the bar. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. With yeah, Squirtle was, and yeah, that was my one. That's my one and only Je- Japanese story. That's mine. And I think it. And it's funny that you mentioned that snake venom because that was a part of that night too. Yeah. That is so funny because That's I ironic. Just, I, yeah, I just heard about that, and so I was like, oh, oh, I got to talk about this because I'm still. Yeah. Well, I didn't still- know about the, the killing thing because my drunk self would have been like, Hey, yo, give me that snake. And then it probably would have got me. So it's good that I didn't. That's not a real snake. Come on, let me see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad we didn't go Oh, dude, it's real. It's real. It's real. Put it back. Yeah. <laughs> real fucking quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got to drink the jar to get it back. Call 911. Uh. My drink bent me back. My drink got me. My drink bit back. That the is, drink that bites back. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know. Yeah, no, nope, no uh-uh. amount of. But now, but even even now, like and like you said, like I I still drink on occasion, but I don't drink as heavy as I did before. But like even now, if it was offered to me, no way, no yeah. way, yeah, ain't no way. Back then, yeah, I was adventurous. Yeah, I was what like nineteen, twenty, or something like that at that time. So yeah, I would have definitely in did military, it. Military, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But now. Now, absolutely. I'm like, get that thing away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with that. Um, it's funny because I was actually, you know, we were talking about your, about everything that 2020, I was actually mm-hmm. supposed to go to Okinawa in 2020. Oh, to yeah. go to- you probably if you would have went on Halloween, those guys would have probably, you probably got a Congo line. I'm telling you, and I still drank back then, so I probably would have started that Congo line. There you, there you go. <laughs> and knowing me, I'd have probably already had some of that snake wine. And oh, not no, you've been holding the snake. You've been swirling the snake in front of the yeah. Congo line. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I would have, man. That's just, everybody's just like, yeah, we can see her doing that. <laughs> not a far stretch. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> but I, I'm, I've mellowed. I've calmed down. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm catching my second wind. What am I? <laughs> there you go. That's all. You, now you just need. Now you just need a convertible. There you go. Get your convertible. You'll be good to go. Uh, no, actually, I just got me a. Um, I just got me a uh, Subaru Outback. Which, mm. by the way, those things, you know, very under the radar. So when you're blowing people's doors off and that turbo kicks in. Ooh. Yeah, people are kind of surprised when you kick in that turbo. Like, they go to pass you, and the, they got this. And those, they think he's just in a Subaru. Yeah, and I, and I, yeah, and I watch him, and I go, boop, bing! And I go, <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, like, you sound like you're on the Subarus. I might get a Subaru. Did I just get beat by a Subaru? <laughs> yeah. Subaru. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, those things, I am so surprised about cars nowadays, how they, they literally almost drive themselves. I, I put it on cruise control. It will set, I, I have a set for how much distance between me, the car in front of me. It has the lane assist, so it, it forces itself to stay in the lane. Nice. And if the car cuts me off, it hits the brakes, maintains that distance, and once it moves... It gets back up to the speed. I don't have to do anything. I just sit there and. Yeah, I need me one of them blunt rolling vehicles I just be, too. I would just I be tweeting. Up. Just tweet and update your Facebook, you know, 
do your taxes. That's, the car that's what I'm saying. I need you. I need me one of them. I, I call I call them blunt rolling vehicles. That, that's 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 really all they're good for. You just sit there and just smoke, watch Netflix. You know, just chill. You know, Open just up hang out, have a good time. Open up a glove compartment, take a few See, shots. Look, listen, listen, that's perfect for me because like this weekend, I got a four hour drive. Did you hear about the guy who used the the uh, whatever they call it on on the uh, the Tesla cars where they drive themselves? The guy took a nap on his way home from work. The cops followed him all the way home, waited for him to wake up, and then gave him a ticket. <laughs> yeah, most expensive nap ever. Yeah, isn't that yeah. what they're supposed to do? Is those Tesla no, things? You're, you're supposed, supposed to, to be awake while somewhere. your car is driving you home. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so basically what he what he probably did is he probably tampered because like Tesla's got like a bunch of like cameras on the inside that see your eyeballs and retina scans and stuff. Oh so yeah. So he probably had like shades on or those polarized lenses and stuff where you can kind of see through it or not. And um yeah, it was probably probably just knocked out, just laid out. So. Oh mine does that. Like it has it and it beeps at you. Mm-hmm. And it has a message that says, Keep your eyes on the road. Keep your eyes on the road. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's like Oh shit! You know. Oh yeah. god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, it's like it's like your mom in the passenger seat is what it is. Jeez. Yeah, but if you go on Amazon, if you go on Amazon, they got the um, they got the little car mount that goes like right on top of your steering wheel, right on top of your steering wheel, and yeah, you put your phone right there on that top of that steering wheel, and you just stare at your phone and look like you're staring ahead, and they won't say anything. Trust me, just give it enough time. Americans will hack some shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. They will. Yeah. Ooh, there's a will, there's a way. We'll figure it out. And then, then, and because of that, there's going to be another law for no, no sleep, no napping while you're dri- while you're driving. Yeah, no sleeping while driving. Sleeping with driving is going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a, we're uh, going to be driving, driving, driving while, sleeping? driving while slumber, driving while slumbering. Yeah. And, and you thought, mm-hmm. and you thought traffic was going to be bad in Seattle because of all those people sleeping. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, park, be a parking garage. Yeah, no shit. If you were, oh, that guy ahead of us got into a car accident because he fell asleep. This accident doesn't look like it's going to clear up anytime soon. I'm going to put uh, my car in the park and take a nap. The upside <laughs> to the self-driving cars is there, there won't be as many looky-loos because the car will be like, yeah, no, keep moving. That's true. That is no, true. They I won't want, see the other I, side, for sure. I want the car to wake me up and say, look to the left. And be like, <laughs> oh, Okay, this is worth. This was worth. This was worth waking up for. This was worth it. No, it, there's already cars that have Alexa built in, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be other other types of things like that where it will be like, Jamal, wake up. <laughs> you know. You know. We're getting to that point. Start does it actually? Because I plugged in my name, but will it actually say goodbye, Marianne? Mm-mm. I can't have my writing. car talking to me. It doesn't That's talk to me, much. but it's just in writing. And I'm like, yeah. Well, you know what? The, you got to understand, Cousin Todd and I, we grew up on Knight Rider. That was the shit we were growing up. Yeah, right? that's why I have this watch, man. I want to be able to be like, and I have Alexa on here. And I can I can, uh, I can, say, <laughs> lights on, and it'll turn the lights on. And it's like, thank you, Kit. <laughs> I wish I could call it Kit, man. That'd be fucking awesome. I mean, the choices for Alexa. I think you can. Can you not change? I thought you could change the name. You can. There's like four different choices. There's mm-hmm. Alexa. There's the one that mine uses. I'm not gonna say, but it's you know, I'll fucking I'll say it. Echo. I wasn't talking to oh, you. Oh, okay, yeah, we know about it. Sorry, I thought I heard my name. I know you did. Uh, sorry but then about there's that. also <laughs> there's also computer. 
which is Star Trek. And then there's Ziggy, which is Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Oh yeah. So Well they needed like a they needed like a Johnny Five. Oh, that or, was bad. Uh, I, I do, however, have Samuel L. Jackson. Hey Samuel. Yeah, tell me a joke. Some good ones. Yeah. What did the Terminator say to his last sip of coffee? Hasta la barista, motherfucker. <laughs> Classic Samuel Jackson, and, and he just gets a check just for that. <laughs> just for that, he, he got, got he got like a, he got a quarter for that play right there. He just got oh shit, he just got. And you can ask it, you can ask him anything, and and more often than not, he'll he will give the answer. Although there have been times where you ask a specific thing, and says, I can't answer that, but and then it switches over to the normal Alexa voice, and it gives you the answer. I, I. Just watched Django Unchained and Samuel L. Jackson in that movie. I never hated him more. Right? But, uh, he, he, you know, who's that N word on that house? <laughs> he did it, man. That was a hell of a role. Dude, and, and that, that look of fuck around and find out that he had, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. He was such a fucking Uncle Tom that it was scary. I'm like, the sad thing about it is, it's like, I know people like him. You know? Mm. <laughs> You know, who is he? Candace Owen? Candace Owen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's a... Yeah, no, no, you ain't too far off the beaten path, but yeah. You no, are there. Right. Or oh, not. That, that's, that's, that's Stephen, or Stephanie, actually. Uh, basically, no, that's exactly what, she, yeah, she's that. Candace Owen. Yep. Gotta, 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 get, gotta get that brought on the show. Gotta, gotta yeah. work my way. She will never come on our show, no matter what, because no, no, know. no, no, because no, we have a platform for her, yeah, to, to, you know, say what she wants, and all that. I think that's gonna be my dream goal: is to try to get a representative to be like, "Hey, Candace, um, don't be alarmed. I'm just a black man. I know you're not used to this. <laughs> a black, a black you, you, could, you, could, you could unclench your purse. Unclench your yeah. purse. I look yeah, just yeah. like you. Unclench your butthole too. Why? Uh, it's okay. I look hey, just like you. Candace, is that your husband running? What, why is he running? Like, <laughs> why didn't leave you here with me? Like, I don't understand that. Like, I kind of feel like that's how the beginning, like, if I saw Candace Owens out in the street, I would just, that would just be like, oh, honey, save me. And he would, like, dodge traffic trying to get away from me. And I'm like, okay, I know this is the longest, like, real conversation you've had with a black man without you saying, like, you know, but that's funny. I'm, I'm educated just like you. Uh, that, that not saying that all black people are dumb, but you know, I would have to like pitch it really well and hope that my co-hosts don't rip her a new asshole every time she says something dumb, which would make it a four-hour fucking. I'm podcast. sorry, Jamal. <laughs> Ahead of time, uh, I would not be able to keep my mouth shut. I would not. I would have to call her out on her her ignorance. I, I just well, blows my mind that somebody is that goddamn oblivious to the world around him. Seriously. Well, well you, I don't think she's a, I don't think she's oblivious because again, she did marry a white man, so she knows, you know, she knows what she wants from herself. And huh. she knows what she she felt whatever she can get from a white dude. And again, I don't care that she's married a white dude, but it's just she knew whatever I a black man's not gonna make me happy. That's basically the the main idea. Again, 
I saw like her wedding photos. Oh, that's cute. You know, um, but what's that to say even about me? You know, I, 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 I date white women, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's frowned upon, but, uh, you know, I date white women and it doesn't, and, and it, but it's not because of the same reason she's doing it. I think the reason why she did it was to prove a point. You know, I'm, this, this white dude's gonna make me happy. Which if, and it's a big if, if they get a divorce, I am going to laugh my ass off so hard. And and I'm gonna be like, um, are you seeing anyone? <laughs> like, I, my girl, my girl gave me a hall pass, and I want to make your life miserable for one night. Uh. <laughs> That's funny. Um, did anybody else hear or see that uh, Trump was supposedly getting get, getting arrested today? That's, yeah. that's all we heard about Monday, and what happened today was absolutely nothing. Um, and and and, it, and it's here's the thing. When was the last time we arrested a president and locked him up behind bars? Let's start with never, and we're probably not going to start now. Yeah, I don't think he's going to jail. I really don't. Uh, and the only reason why is because he's got so many people to do that for him. Gangster. He's got other fall guys that'll take it take it for him. Yeah, he's the capone of the of, of the political world. So I I was not I oh yeah, you're gonna you, like why don't you just pick him up and arrest him? Don't set a date. What the fuck is wrong with you? I mean to be fair, he's the one who said, I'm going to be arrested on Tuesday, so I think you guys should, you yeah. know, riot, or whatever he said. You know. Well, I... Now... Protest is what, what he said. But, now, you know, it, we all know it's going to be a riot. It, it, but now, it's almost like he's dry snitching on himself about January 6th. You know, it's like, okay, rally the troops, you know, uh... I don't think they're going to arrest him, to be honest with you. Oh, oh, but over this? Over some hush, some sexual hush money? Yeah. You know, I, if, I, if any... Well, you know, the thing is, is that what happens in in politics is they have a tendency... I call it the, what, the Jimmy Hoffa line of, of prosecuting. It's that they can't get you for what they know you did because they can't prove it, but here's what they can prove. So they're going to go after you for that. Yeah. Well, it didn't... Yeah. They're going to go so after, like, tax evasion or some shit. Yeah, tax evasion is what they went after him for because they couldn't get him for racketeering and murder and all the other things that they know he did. They just couldn't prove it. Right. So they went after him for tax evasion. So Wait, that's kind of the same are you talking about? Are, are you talking about Capone? Capone. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, Capone, yeah, they, they try to get him for tax. Okay. I always get those two. I always say the Jimmy Hoffa, but it's really Capone. I was like, so. wait, he was a teamster. Like, how did, I'm like, I gotta go back to, gotta go back read my books now. Um, but no, that yeah, they, they try to get him for, and, and it's almost like, just, it, my thing is this, let it go. You're, you're throwing rocks at the sun. Again. No, the reason why I say don't let it go is because there's still too much talk about him running for a second term. Let him run and let him that it's it's his to win or lose. 
it's and not but it's not just for him though it's the rest of us like why would you put him in there when you could actually get potentially a, a legitimate candidate in there that could actually do a good job that people would vote for and oh like the, like the no there's your front runner right there if DeSantis runs, oh my God, you get Florida automatically. You get Georgia. You get Mississippi. I mean, if you want a Republican in there, you want a Republican that's not gonna, you know, they're not gonna shut down. You know that's what I'm saying? Answer didn't shut down at all. He shut down for 29 days, and I, that was the day I knew. That was at that moment when when he didn't shut down for that month, or when he only shut down for a month. I was like, yeah, he run for president in 2024. Like, I knew it. Like, I knew at that, it was like, at this moment, I knew he was running for president. Like, because I was like, yeah, he's going to use this as a strategy. He was the one that didn't shut down. He was the one that didn't back down from COVID. It was the one that fought it. Like, that's that was that's going to be his whole platform, so. But that's also yeah. going to be, his, that, that's also going to be his downfall, too, because, again, he didn't, he didn't, look at the, react. he didn't act fast enough, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, um, he caught it. I mean, mm-hmm. so did Biden later, but, mm-hmm. you know, that was after the fact he made fun of Biden wearing a mask at a debate, and then he catches it two days later, mm-hmm. which I kind of felt like... In, it, 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 it's karma. Wrong, karma but, kicking but him in the balls. <laughs> a, part, a part of me felt like he didn't really have it, but he needed that sympathy vote. Mm-hmm. He needed that, I have it, I'm doing okay. I'm like, you know what? You're doing fine, but a bunch of other people died because they don't have the health care you have. And by the way, where is that health care that we've been asking for for a long time and you gave the lady from 60 Minutes a big book and expected her to read it? Like, I don't even think you read it. So Yeah, somebody handed it to him right before the interview. Yeah, I'm like, yo, bro, it's, you know, and, you know, there's... Uh, I just feel yeah, like day, man, it's gonna, they're going to play it out how they're going to want to play it out. They already got the people in position of how they were going to run it. We've already seen what happens when the people themselves voice their opinions on who they want to be in charge. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't fit their agenda, they're, they're not going to listen. So, like, I really – I don't want to say I stopped, I stopped subscribing to all that because you obviously got to pay attention. But to me, like, I just felt I, – I just focused all my attention and energy on, like, the shit that matters, like the local laws – the you know the bylaws the the amendments the you know the local the local leadership the local res- representations like my districts and stuff like that um, that's stuff that I pay attention to because you know they're the ones that's gonna have you know say so over stuff that's more important and to me yeah. my life you know what I mean because the president at the end of the day that's a popularity vote that don't that don't mean shit that's the guy that's by the time if the laws that our state has passed because weed has been legal in florida since the trump election so what was that 2024 no that's why jesus christ not 2024 why am i I'm going the wrong way yeah i went the wrong way 20 was it 20, 20 was that 2016 or 19, oh yeah 16 yeah 2016 was when florida voted for recreational weed the uh yeah the Act or something like that and we still haven't gotten there you know what I mean? Like, like there's still, there's still, there's still so much bullshit politics that, like, regardless of, go, you go, go vote, go vote, go vote, go vote. It's just like at this point, you're just exposing that you really just want to see numbers at this point. You don't care about what we're actually voting for. You just want to see what we're talking about, and then you make that a talking point or you make that a fear. 
Like that's 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 literally all it's used for at this point. It's a metric. So I don't even, you know what I mean? I go in there, I first thing I do when I go in there, I flip the page. I don't even look at that first page. I don't <laughs> care about anybody on that first page. I go right to the back and I look at the amendments and I, I look at the local leadership, the district leadership and shit. That's all I that's all I vote for. It's all that other popularity contest that all of this, I'm gonna put Skittles in every vending machine on every floor bullshit. Nah man, fuck all that. I'm good. I'm good, because that's all it is at the end of the day. So, well, this is uh, our time is uh, shortly coming upon us, and this is usually the part where we uh, discuss what we have been binge watching. Binge watching. So, you know, let's start with our guests. Uh, no, he may not understand. He look at the look on his face, like, what the hell are you talking about? Okay, let's Don't start. Don't start with me. Don't start with me. Start with Cousin Todd. Uh, what have I been binge watching? Uh, I, I did. I did watch something recently. Hold on. I. You know what I did? I. I, I went to the, the Regal Cinemas uh, mystery movie last night, and it turned out to be the movie Paint, which is like a, a parody of the Bob uh, Bob Ross, you know, the guy Paint oh, was yeah, yeah, yeah. mm. and it was uh, Owen Owen Wilson. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted nice. to like it. I really did. Um, but it was just one creepy thing after another because this guy, like, straight up looks like he's out of the 70s. And at first you think it is in the 70s because everybody's kind of has that kind of look to them, the way they're dressed. And then you start seeing things like flat screen TVs and, like, you know, cell phones. And I'm like, What's going on here? And it just—it's—it's it's just a weird fucking story. There's some elements of comedy, but it, a lot of it's super cringy. I didn't really. I, yeah, I. If you want to see it, go go to a matinee. <laughs> don't waste uh, I, your don't waste your money on that one. First of all, Owen Wilson to even try and play Bob Ross is makes no sense. And to well, me. the thing is, it's not even Bob Ross. It's it, it's 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 a movie it's, that's kind of. The movie's inspired by Bob Ross. It is definitely supposed to be a Bob Ross-like character, but it's not Bob Ross. At least I don't think it's... It, it, I don't know how much of the story is is true to life, but if it is, that guy is a man-whore. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and so, it's just... It was... Yeah. It is what it is. It was only five bucks. I'm not too disappointed by having to watch it. I could have walked out, but I kept expecting it to get funnier or get better, <laughs> and it didn't. So, but yeah, um, Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Bob Ross. And, and it, it, <laughs> um, other than that, um, God, I was. Where did I, I? I did binge watch something recently, and I'm I'm drawing a blank on what it was now. Um, but now I've been. I think the only other thing I've been really watching has been the new episodes of Mandalorian. So we have not started watching that yet, but I think a new episode comes out tonight at midnight. So this is where oh, I have yeah. my feelings. Yeah, I've been binge watching Breaking Bad. Yeah, I've never seen that. I've, I've never seen you've it. Never... Oh. Never, so saw... never saw. Never saw it. I never really. You know, I didn't think I was gonna ever want to watch it in, until they had a funeral for it. When they had oh the funeral God. for it, and I was like, are you serious? So I had to watch it, and no. it's not a bad show. It's pretty good. It's really, it's really good. 
They had they had a real life funeral for a character in the show. Is that what you're saying? No, they had a real life funeral for the series. Oh, <laughs> that's what made me watch it. No. I was like, I would, I would, I would, and I, I thought it was going to be stupid, but the series <sighs> was really, really good. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I have no desire to watch a movie about people making drugs or selling drugs because I, you know, I, I've had, I've had people it's... in my life that did that shit. It's yeah, not a bad. Not what you've had in your life, except you can't. You know, it, you you do you, you do you. I'm not I'm not gonna tell you what to do. You do you. If that's it, if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. It's yeah. about a chemistry teacher who oh, had. I, I know what it's about. Yeah, I've I've heard that's all about it. Yeah. No, that's so. It's a it's a good it's a pretty good show. Um, every time I every time I bring up the wire, someone always brings up Breaking Bad, and I just want to drop an elbow on their chest. The um, wire, the wires was the best the best TV series ever, I think. Yeah, and and and. and with that being said, R.I.P. Lance Reddick, who did die on St. Patrick's Day, uh, who yeah. was Lieutenant Daniels, Lieutenant uh, Cedric Daniels. He was, uh, you want to talk about another ripped person, speaking of Marquise over there. Uh, he was very, uh, very great actor in John Wick movies and Fringe and The Wire and Bosch. Uh, so it, he will be, he will sorely be missed. Breaking Bad. Again, not a terrible show. Um, I thought, you know, it was, it's, it's a good show. It's a good, it's a nice watchable show. It's, it's not actually Brian Cranston. I give him props for going from Malcolm in the Middle to being that goofy dad to this dude. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think all the actors involved in the show are great. I've seen them in other things. It just, it, the, the content is not something I'm interested in. So. Well, I've been binge watching. Uh, actually, I just finished season two of Happy Days. Nice. Um, just man, you know, the thing that strikes me about that show is how much things cost back then versus now. Um, like, let me borrow a quarter. I'm like, wow, a quarter there is like ten bucks now. Um, so I've I've watched like season two of it. I just like wrapped it up last night, but. Um, there is this one movie that I saw that I want to give a shout out to. Actually, a couple. Uh, number one, Pulp Fiction. How do you know if a girl's gonna like you, or how you know if you're gonna like her? If she says that she likes Pulp Fiction, she's yours. Game over. That's a person you want. And one thing that I love about this movie uh, is the fact that I love Quentin Tarantino's way that he writes dialogue. How he writes a conversation. Uh, Romeo, have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. So the scene with Samuel L. Jackson, John Travolta riding a car, and he's talking about his trip to Amsterdam. Yeah. You know, I love that. I, I, oh, I, I, yeah, I, with cheese. I, I, I love that conversation because it's like they're having a conversation about that, and then it transitioned to foot massages, you know. A guy getting thrown out of a window because he gave, you know, the mobster's wife a foot massage. And then it's just, it's just, it's, and the conversation has absolutely nothing with what's going on in the movie, in the scene that they're in. They're just two guys, two hitmen about to go take care of some business. But these are the conversations that they have. So that's the one thing that I really liked about the movie was just all the dialogue. Amanda Plummer and Tim Roth at that, you know, having a cigarette before they robbed the joint. They're just having a casual conversation about 
Robin Banks or Robin certain places. So that's what I love about that movie. If, if you know, and what is it about? Ah, you know, there's a plot there, but who gives a shit? Because the writing is that good, you know. And I think that's probably one of the most best written movies as far as uh, that goes. And then another movie that I watched was Blue, Boondock Saints because, uh, ta-da, um, yes. around this time of year, Great I always movie. watch. Both movies are good, in fact, I think. So You I know, I was watch... trying to get this, um, they get this new Batman movie that came out. Um, I was trying to watch it on my fire stick, and I found one, one, one server, but... It was on. I should have watched it. And ever since then, every time I go to watch it now, it's fucking, it's um, Beetle, um, Bumblebee. Uh, Are you freaking kidding me? Because it's a new Batman cartoon. I like my cartoon. I, I, I like watched it yesterday. It was really good. Did you? I did. Could yeah. you uh, could you put it down there? You know what I'm talking about? I I have I'm I'm not able to yet, but I will. I okay. Will. I will. Because I can't. I've been trying for the last two days to get it. I should have watched it that first day when I saw it. Yeah. And I, 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 I watched the same way you tried to watch it. So. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, the the uh, the the app with the green face has it. Yeah. Well, it came up. Like I said, it came up. But we was leaving. Oh. We were leaving. And I started watching the very beginning of it. I'm like, oh damn, it, it's on here. Cool. So I'm. We left. I came back and I had to go back in there and everything and it was fucking bumblebee now. I'm like, God damn it, what the hell? So I've been looking around and <laughs> Well I when we get when it. we get off when it, when we we're done recording, maybe you can troubleshoot and get it working for you. But uh, the other movie I, I wanted to mention that I watched recently is the new uh Shazam movie. I don't know why it's it's not doing well in theaters because I fucking loved that movie. It was great. Um, if nothing else, because it has a, a cameo appearance of the guy who played Billy Batson in the 70s version of Shazam, he's like, everyone's calling calling Shazam by different names because he doesn't, in, in, the, in the universe, he doesn't have a name. He's just the guy that can, you know, fly like Superman and whatnot. And everybody's calling him a different thing. And this guy wearing a red shirt and a yellow trim around it goes, you go Captain Marvel! <laughs> so... That was cool. I enjoyed the movie a lot. And I'm not saying anything else about that movie because I want people to go see it. But that was the one thing that made me, like, I was the only person that reacted to that scene. I was like, nobody else caught that? God, I'm old. Um, but yeah. So what about you, Mr. Carter? This is all that has my attention right now. The anime life. That is uh, my ah. hero, Damien, right now. Um, that's killing it this season right now. That's on TV or that's transfer that's translating over from Japan is 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 probably the best season of modern anime um, known to man. And it was it's there on season six, I believe. And what is what? Which one is that? Uh, I don't know. I'm not there yet. So I'm mid season five where they did the class trials. Against each no, other. no. What's the name of the series that you? Oh, watching? it's called My Hero Academia. Yep, yep, yep. I watched it. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're on season six right now, and they're doing. The, I don't like. I don't like watching my shows week by week. So I kind of, yeah. I kind of hold back like a year. So I'm, I caught up. I went too fast. I had too much time on my hands these last couple of months. So I caught. I kind of caught up. So I'm like mid season five right now. So I might, I might take some time, let season six play out, 
and then finish season five and then watch the movie because I still haven't even seen the movie that came out like two years ago or last year. World, if World Heroes. Tried, if you hmm? haven't tried it, try Initial D. Initial D. It's Initial D. Okay, yeah, I've seen Initial that. Initial D. That. And it's on it's on Hulu. Yeah. It's on Hulu right now. Oh, I got it. I got it. Uh, I got it. <laughs> I don't know. They told you I was in I was I was in the military. I traveled with a hard drive, so I know how to get movies. It <laughs> <laughs> right. is one thing I know is how to get movies. Who is that? So I know um, but between that, um I know on my two watch list, I definitely need to go see Creed. Um Anything Jonathan Majors in the next two years is is got my it's got my full undivided attention. Oh um, yeah, he's, he's, he's the truth. He's now, definitely man. actor of the decade already, and we're already three and we're only three years into it. He's he has he has potential to be like this decade's Leo. So just with yeah. some of the roles that he's taken, just the, the 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 diversity of his roles, his lead roles, his support roles, like he is. Dom and he just dominates the screen every time he's on. So I just know he's just on the cusp of some of greatness. Like, like in getting into that like Denzel or like greatest of all time roles. Like we definitely watch something. Yeah, see, that's what I thought too. I was like, could he be the next Denzel Washington? Yeah. Um, no, he's definitely he's he. And I think but, the movie that's going to be the and I keep talking about it because nobody else is and I will until it comes out. But it's just because it's in my world is um, he's got a movie coming out, Magazine Dreams, and it's about the perils that bodybuilders go through um, back in the 70s when it was all about getting on the cover of, you know, whatever the body, top bodybuilding magazine it was um, as a black man. And that's going to be that's going to be the movie that he gets his Oscar nod for next who, year. Who, who is this? It's, okay. Ma- it's, it's called Magazine Dreams with uh, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. Okay. Yeah. This is this is going to be that's going to be the movie that puts him over the top, and because he'll get. Okay. And I'm saying he has. And I, I even I even wrote a status about it. He has potential to break some records next Oscars if the Oscar if the Academy will allow it, because he can have a supporting nod from Creed, and he'll have a he can have a lead actor um, nod from Magazine, um, because that movie it's already available if you want to look for it. I think you can find it. They tried to scrub it oh. because it was one of those Sundance movies, but um, last I heard that it is available if you go look for it. But I'm not. I'm gonna support them. I'm gonna wait till it comes on theaters. But yeah, it was in Sundance actually... for like two, three months, and it got picked up immediately. So that's how good it was. Last time something like yeah. that happened was The Whale, and you saw what that did. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm looking at the. Uh... Like I'm on IMDb right now, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at like the cast and what the basically what the movie is about. You just you just pretty much glossed you know glossed on it. Um, he is the Killian Maddox. Okay, so that's who, so is that now? Is this a is this based on like a true I don't know. Story? I didn't look that deep into it. Okay. I think I don't think it is. I don't I don't think it is um, because of all of the things that they're going to talk about because they're, they're going to talk about a lot. Apparently, it gets deep. It gets deep. Oh, this movie was filmed in 24 days. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was picked wow. up. It was shot. Like just the 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 intensity the, the the of this of this film was put out. And like I said, look at look at how well it did at Sundance. Just look at that alone. And Sundance is uh, Sundance yeah. has churned out Oscar movies before. Yeah, Sundance is no joke. And that got picked up weeks after debuting there or premiering there. And that was a less than a month shot movie. Yeah, this movie's already getting like I'm I'm 
there's uh, uh like there's people that have like you just said mentioned at Sundance um the writer director Elijah Bynum did like a Q&A mm -hmm. but yeah this this they said um they said this movie somebody's just said it's a difficult watch but um it definitely deals with the complexities and the vulnerabilities of being a bodybuilder back in the back in the days. Back in the days, no, they talk like, about like, shit that happened to this like, day. Body like, dysmorphia uh, in men. That is toxic, a taboo subject. Toxic masculinity. Male body dysmorphia is taboo as hell. Yeah, body uh they're talking about like a grip by ambition, toxic masculinity and violence. Mm -hmm. Um Wow. Okay. So yeah, bro. It's, I'm telling you, it's gonna it's gonna be hard, bro. It's, it, I, from from the reviews that I've seen, it's a tough movie, but it, it's them tough ones that hit you, that hit you hard, and that's yeah. why I think it's got potential to maybe maybe not best picture because of how graphic it is. So maybe not best picture, but definitely lead actor. So he has potential to be lead actor and supporting actor next year. Well, these it's it's these type of movies that should be you know if it moves you the way that it's supposed to, mm -hmm. this should this should be a movie that that should be nominated for best picture if it does what it's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, well, there's no blockbuster movies coming out this year that I can think of that's gonna leap that in terms of that emotion, because the the vibe that I'm getting from that is um, a star is born. Mm. That okay. type of vibe. That kind of artsy, but still very modern, but it's still going to hit every single one of your emotions. It's going to be a three-hour just heart attack. And that's what I and that's what I like. Yeah, me <laughs> speaking too. Of, I'm speaking of of that. How long is it? Oh, yeah, it's two hours and four minutes. Yep. So yeah, I would. I I'm there for that. So yeah, that's my that's my that's my that's my must watch. I preach. I've been preaching that movie since uh, basically Sundance when I heard about it. I'm a film oh. nerd, so I, I follow all of the trendy like A24. Like yeah, I, I've been I'm absorbing that movie in that film studio. Right, right. Yeah, they they are ridiculous. So anything like that, any of that artsy stuff, yeah, I, I follow head first into that. So. Yeah, definitely be on the lookout for that movie. Cool. Well, thank you for that. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that has been our broadcast tonight. Special thanks to Marquise Carter, DMC. There he is. <laughs> so, hey man, <laughs> and look, if you, whenever you, if you ever, you know, come up to the to the Northeast, let me know. I will definitely yeah. come out and support. I, again, yeah. I love wrestling, so it's like I don't yes. care if it's WWE. If it's somebody that I know that's in the independent circuit, I would mm -hmm. gladly come uh, and bring some friends and check you out, man. So let me know when you come up, even if you gotta personally DM me. I got um, you. No, no worries, man. I got. I, 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 like I said, it, you, it'll be soon. I'm trying to get up there before the summer, so it'll definitely be soon for sure. Word up, uh, Romeo. Thank you for your contribution and. Uh, Marianne and uh, cousin Todd, thank you for another, this. This was a really great show. Oh my yeah. god, this was a great show. I'm 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 great. Very very glad that we had um, Mr. Carter on the show. This was. This I'm happy was, you guys had me, man. That was awesome. This was fun. It, yeah, way this past my bedtime. I got to be up in like 
six hours, but it's cool. Me too. <laughs> Thank you for coming. We did appreciate having you. No worries. Thank you, Marion. You have to come uh, back again. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I'll definitely that, that, I'll give you an update for sure. Whenever you win a title, the next title you win, we want you to splash that shit all over this podcast. So <laughs> here we go. Uh, I got you. you know, but first, I'm gonna send you those pictures first, so you can oh, show yeah. everybody what I look like before and then after. Word up, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That's like I said, our broadcast. And um, as Marianne always say, make good choices. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> she always gets it. And um, if you have a problem with wrestling being fake and you have nothing to do but bitch about it online, please remember it is not about you. Remember, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and tell a friend. Thanks for tuning into another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. Be sure to check them out on all their social medias at Not About You Pod.